Well, the calculations were correct. We made it to 88 episodes and have seen some serious shit. Come along with four nerds of worthy traits into a DeLorean as they discuss the world of the Oasis, devour some bread and butter, and maybe become a little infamous. Brand T. McClure is riding high in his Federation starship. Ryan James Iliopoulos is hunting some monsters. Sparks Wickowitty is training to beat Goku, or at least Krillin. And I, Ben Magnet, am taking a break from running through green hills to ask you one simple question. Are you ready, player one? Get it on till I die. Wrong that was franchise. Awesome. Wrong franchise. Oh, damn it. I was expecting someone to start seeing Jump from Van Halen. Oh, no. No. There's a lot of songs to choose from, buddy. Sorry. That was a good intro. I liked it. That was what I died. Nice. Anyways, it's the 80th episode of the Fake Nerd Podcast. I'm Ben Magnet. That's Brandon. You all don't know the, you you know know the, the rest. <laughs> how, hey, guys. How was your week? It was pretty all right. Pretty great. It was pretty okay, man. Pretty okay? I'm what? at 115 hours in Monster Hunter. What's up? What? What's up? Your holiday. I just downloaded an app for Monster Hunter on my phone. That's you how did. that's how bad it's getting. Uh, so I had good. a I had a really eventful week. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Tell me about your events. Well, I had a really eventful day actually. Tell me about your events. But like, you know, I went to see um I went to see uh I love dogs, which is great. I also love dogs. It was it was great. Um Hey dogs are awesome. <laughs> is it better than Fantastic and Mr. Speaking of Fuchs? Speaking of, by the way, if you are in a movie theater Turn off your damn phone. Yeah. PSA, turn off your damn phone in the yeah. movie theater. And don't bring light-up sneakers either, because that was a bad experience I had. When was I, it really? When I saw Pacific Rim, there was a kid with light-up speakers, sneakers, and- they, Speakers? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. That's yeah. worse. He was playing Drake. It was crazy. No, but his sneakers were going off all the entire show, and his dad was like, turn them off. He's like, I don't know how. That's... So just I had like green and white lights in my face. It's oh. awful. Movie pass. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I was in Isle of Dogs, and uh, and this this lady was like, like- the, the between the seats, her her between the seat, her seat and the seat next to her, it was like right, right in my face. There was her phone, and she was looking at the cast list for the movie because it's a it's a stop motion dog movie. And you're watching the movie, and they just did the cast list. Whoa, is that is that Seth Rogen? No, I don't think so. Well, you know what? I think the solution for that is that they need to offer programs for the films like they do at theater. Oh, oh you know you're what? Right. Hey, but also I really like how Harkins does it. By the way, You're the theater back at back in your by back, my place, by your place. Oh, the place that doesn't accept movie pass. Yeah, sons of bitches. But hey, how they, <laughs> hey, watch but how it. How they do it? They have a they have a, a a dampener over each theater. Yeah, and so you can't use your phone. There's no internet, no, really? no, no, no cell reception in oh. the theaters. Yeah, the cell reception at Harkins is notorious for being really That's shitty. Good, I want to watch on the movie. purpose. Yeah, which I think is awesome. Right. So, so, so I, I, like, I, le- I leaned over and I was like, "Hey, can can you turn off your cell phone? It's really uh-huh. distracting." And she like said something snarky. I couldn't hear her, but uh, it was she, just snarky, snarky. But snarky. then she was like, but then she like turned around, like glared at me. And I'm just like, what are you doing? But I forgot about it. It's a two-hour movie. It's a two-hour stop-motion film. It's a little long. Come on, Wes Anderson. But it's a two-hour movie, and I, I kind of forget about it. I'm like, I'm whatever. And then, like at the end of the movie, her boyfriend's like, "Do you want to say something?" And she just goes, "No, I don't want to disturb him. He loves dogs too much." And I was just like, "Go f yourself, lady." Can you come con- on? Can you confirm or deny in this movie if all dogs go to heaven? No, I cannot. Okay, cool. But it is very quirky and very fun. And uh, I forgot how much I like Wes Anderson movies. They're great. Awesome. But I also saw Ponyo for the first time. Oh. oh. It's a little water baby. I did not like it as much as I wanted to. Nope. It's not I think great. I think a lot of people are like, oh, that's not what I thought it was going to be. It's it's cute. But there were these girls behind me, these little girls behind me that like in the, immediately, and I notoriously don't like children. Yeah. But like um, the, the, the end of the movie has like a song. Like a Ponyo theme song, and like they start singing it on cue, and I'm like, I need to leave. Oh my god, <laughs> too much. <laughs> I think this is, good thing this is the end. Um, 
Yeah, and I saw Ready Player One. I caught up on Thanos, on Daredevil, on mm-hmm. Superman, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on Doomsday Clock, on Metal, on Detective Comics. All great. Lots of so far. Oh, yeah. Uh, I watched some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I went to the Jeff John signing on Saturday. I'm so jealous. Who hasn't signed at Earth 2 Comics in, since before I worked there. Yeah, mm-hmm. he owns that store and he like never goes there. No. Because you he's and so I busy. went to his first signing in Earth 2. Not his first. Not his first, his second, or I don't remember what it was, but that was his last signing. Yeah, and <gasps> and then and then and then I was like, well, I gotta go, uh, so I I gotta just spend my time at DC Universe Rebirth number one. I was at work. Wah, wah. Wah, it was fun. Wah. That's awesome. They, uh, Susan and Cara had a cake. They always have cakes for yeah, cool things. Yeah, Susan and Cara are the owners of her two comics. Tuesday clock. Yeah, that's awesome. That was fun. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to. What? what no. To hey, man, it's nice. Week, that, it's week. nice that you have a good week. I just play kill monsters all day. It's yeah. Cool. Hey, Sparks, how was your week? My week was pretty good. Um, I went and said goodbye to Toys R Us. Yeah. Ours? Did we- you like caress the caress the, <laughs> the build and be like, goodbye? <laughs> no, no. Is it? I, is yours still open for a little bit or is it like officially closed? Yeah, now? no, it's going to be open for a while. I just was like, I don't see myself. It's a little bit out of the way. Got it. Uh, right. so where's I don't our, see myself. Toys R Us up there? Salinas. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a little bit out of the way. Their their sales aren't really that great yet, to be honest. That's They're like everything must go, and we're selling it at the highest price we possibly can while still being on a sale. Yeah. Uh, um, when I went, like a lot of the big stuff was like a lot of the stuff that like people are waiting for sales are weren't on sale. Like like a lot of like like Lego stuff and Star Wars stuff and like like come on guys, that's why we're here. Come on, hey, give it to right. Us. Remember yeah. the, the Toys R Us that we went to over by the mall when we were yeah it was to the see same it was the same thing where it was like these uh, these items are not on sale. I'm like. Some blowout. That's right. We just went. Yeah, I'm just waiting for that, and it still hasn't. Yeah. Um, and because they said all furniture and fixtures must go, I'm just wondering if I'm going to be able to buy the uh, Dino, the dinosaur, the Flintstones mobile, uh, little you know, kitty quarter rides, since they they have to apparently be selling those. And I'm like, you know, that would be fun. (laughs) That would be a nice little piece of memorabilia. I have no idea where we'd put that in the house. I'm just letting you know. Give it to uh, give it to Marty's kids. No, I'm. I mean, we're gonna have it, so that, yeah. you know, it'll probably be your bed, Brandon. Yeah, oh. of course. I used to have a race car bed. It's the natural. It's a. It's a logical exception. Uh, he's he's the tallest extension. of us. You're the tallest of us, so you should naturally get the smallest bed I agree. that we can. Yeah, I agree. Sense. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shall we begin? No. Well, yeah. No. No. Let's not. Okay, Ben. How was your week? <laughs> nah, don't worry. Oh, about oh. It. I I also saw Love Simon. Oh, oh how was that? How did you like that? I really liked it. I liked it a lot too. I thought it was yeah. really great. There's an actor who I really don't like in uh, a TV show that I that we talked about a lot. I think Wally I West. Kenny, Kenny, and, uh, Lonsdale. Yep. Yeah, and uh, he's better in this movie. Yeah, he's really good in it. Well, I think I think it has something to do with someone actually like taking the time to help work with him because since he's come back to Legends after this after filming this movie, he's been better there too. Really, Ooh, really, okay. Yes, right. yes. Yeah, it's um yeah. uh, and actually the movie helped him come out in yep. real life, so yep. that, that was cool. That's nice. Yeah, it's a great movie. I loved it. Oh, wait. I, I, I'm I on episode 40 of Dragon Ball uh, Super. Oh, oh bro. Yes. Dude, I, I finished the first tournament where like you get the, like, the Super 7 Dragon Balls or whatever. Yo, man, that yeah. show's so good. Holy crap, man. I'm so glad I'm in it again. I got like 100 more episodes. I'm so happy. That's all. That's a <laughs> lot of episodes. Hey, what's what's my name? Ryan, Ryan... Ben- Benjamal Iliopoulos. <laughs> ben- Benjamin? Ben, that's that's my evolution. That's, that's my Digimon. Digimon. <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs> bit bit. All right. All right. Shall we get going? Sure. Get some bread sure. and butter. Let's serve yeah, some the whole, bread and the whole time. Where, where are we going? Where are we going? No, this whole time I was trying to think of an April Fool's joke for my week, but I got oh. nothing. Yeah, um, it's it. We're recording April Fools. None of us could come up with anything. So well, uh, yeah, you're in luck. Well, hey, for those of you who care, happy Easter. 
Happy yeah, Easter. For those By who the way, care. no one is taking advantage of the fact that Easter and April Fools are on the same day. Jesus well, one, did. I saw one meme. <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh, that no. was funny thing is, Ryan, that was the meme I saw. Yeah, it was like no, that one too. you know that meme with the guy with the phone where he's like, I'm yeah. calling the police. He's dressed up in a Roman helmet and say, yeah. Yo, he gone. Yeah. He just up and left. I have not heard that. <laughs> <laughs> that slayed me. <laughs> yeah, so my week was absolutely Stop. miserable until the weekend. All right, Brandon Brother time. Let's roll. I'm loving it. Do you believe in the resurrection, Brandon? <laughs> I do now. <laughs> do you believe in life after love? Anyway, so starting so, some Marvel stuff. Uh, I've, I've clumped Marvel all into one. Uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe news first. Captain Marvel has officially begun filming. Sweet. We're getting like a teaser already next week, apparently. That might be an April Fool's joke. Shut don't, up. No, don't. No, I didn't fall. No, I did it. Don't listen to anything no. that comes out today, Ryan. I was Ryan. so good today. I was so good today. Hey, remember a few years ago when you guys sent me the teaser trailer for Grand Theft Auto? Yes, that was great. Yeah, and I believed it. <laughs> and then, you, Brandon, you were like, hey, Ben, what day is it today? It's... Son of a bitch. Dude, yeah. it's like 10 o'clock. I almost made it all day. I'm not like super getting fooled. I, I don't go on the internet at all today. Like that, that, that is a, because I'm so gullible. Like I'll, it, people will get me. It's Marvel. I didn't think they'd do this to me. <laughs> Everyone. Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Sorry. I, this is, this is fun nerd knowledge. I remember one of the first internet April Fool's things that tricked me, like really tricked me, was uh, back when Smallville was still on and they said they'd greenlit a Justin Hartley Green Arrow spinoff. Oh, that's me. I remember oh. that. Yeah. That one got me hard. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> no, you know what got me was the IGN Ors trailer. Yeah, I was going to say. That, that got me uh, IGN's uh, Legend of Zelda trailer. Zelda that was the first me. one they ever yeah. made. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that one, I was like, oh, I am so yep. into it. Sparks? I, oh, I was going to say, uh, I saw one today. I almost sent it to you guys. They're releasing... They are releasing on Blu-ray and DVD a spin-off film for the live-action Scooby-Doo films that's an origin film of how Velma and Daphne met and started solving mysteries together before the Scooby gang. And I thought it was a joke. No, that's real. But I watched the whole trailer and I'm like, there's so much budget in this. So I was really nervous about it, but I looked into it and I'm like, oh no, it's real. But it was shared to me today. I remember when they announced that. I don't think we talked about it, but I remember when they announced it. Oh my God. Does that mean Avatar Last Airbender isn't on Netflix? Is that an <gasps> Ryan? Is that an April Fool's joke? That Ryan, that's oh, not. Shit. It's not on Netflix. Oh, fart! Oh. <laughs> I got fooled twice in like a minute. Oh, uh, Ryan, don't <laughs> listen. Don't buy. Don't go on the internet today. I'm gonna start crying. But okay. anyway, all of the news is not from today, so we're good. Cool. Thanks Captain Marvel. <laughs> so Captain Marvel, uh, with uh, with the announcement that it's started uh, principal photography, also came. Uh, additions to the cast uh, finally announced uh, we've been speculating for a while that Clark Gregg would return as Agent Coulson in the 90s and that has been confirmed um, so that's been kind of cool Lee Pace and Digimon I say Digimon Hansu Digimon but I think that's just Jimon Jimon Hansu there you sure go. Uh, will also be reprising their roles as Ronan the Accuser and Korath uh, from Guardians of the Galaxy which I think is really cool Give it, give, yes. uh, give Ronan another chance because that c- character is way too good to have what happened to him. And I, I yeah, said, yeah. I, I and said, Lee Pace is such a good actor. I hope, I hope this brings something more to the table for him. That's like when you watch Guardians of the Galaxy again, you're like, oh. Yes, I agree. I hope so. Uh, and I was saying, you know, it's kind of a bummer that I, I because I remember there was a rumor that they saw Maria Hill on set, mm-hmm. 
Um, and I was kind of a bummer that they didn't take the chance to announce that. But, uh, you know, Ryan, you're right. She's probably too young, but also like how old John Slattery, John Sla- Howard Stark's like 90 when he has Tony Stark. No, I mean, <laughs> um, I, I understand for like a little older characters, but like Maria Hill's pr- pr- relatively young. Yeah, and it's just, and more I, don't yeah. want, like, I don't want like young Boba Fett, you know what I mean? Right, but more yeah. than anything, it's it's just kind of like, I don't At- like how they've handled her character in the MCU since Avengers. Mm-hmm. And I, would I like agree some with more. I agree with you. I hope we do see more of her. But yeah, for her to be in Captain Marvel, she'd have to be like a thirteen-year-old Shield agent, and I just yeah. don't think that would fly. Sure. She could be like the, like the Pacific Rim uh, Amara Amani girl. Yeah, maybe not. I don't want that. Now, what what could be cool is if Fury Fury is working with her parents or one of her parents. That's cool. And that gets her involved. As kind yeah. of a nod. No, yeah, like like you know, he he kind of like you get a hint that he like looks out for her mm-hmm. because they yeah. die or something in the war. That would be a cool little nod to her at least. That'd be cool. I'd be into uh, it. But we also got a, b- a brief synopsis, uh, which reads based on the Marvel comic character first appearing in 1968. The story follows Carol Danvers as she becomes one of the universe's most powerful heroes when Earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between two alien races. Hell Set in the yeah. 1990s, Captain Marvel is an all-new adventure fil- from a previously unseen period in the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's cool. Looks cool. Kree Scroll War is awesome. That's yeah. so cool. Uh, this is how you get scrolls involved. We're definitely gonna do secret invasion. That they're gonna plan that with these scrolls. I really, I really hope they do it. They, I, I hope they do it subtly. Uh, they're really cool. they're gonna do it subtly enough where you see like a character we know with like a shade of green eyes. And you're gonna be like, what? I'd really, I'd really like a lot of people like when the scrolls were announced. Like so many people were like, what if Nick Fury was a scroll the whole time? I'm like, don't ruin someone's character development up yeah. until this point by making them a scroll um, the whole time. Thank you. Yeah, uh, he he was undergoing a bunch of like makeup stuff, but that's probably just to make him look young. And hey, hey maybe yeah. in this film, people There's... people do change out, yeah. and it's not wholly. Uh, you're looking at, you're looking at me blankly, Ben. I'm listening. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Very few people do that. Um, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, well, then we're really in trouble on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on to Fox, uh, still counts. Fox has has uh, before uh, before we jump to Fox. I just wanted to ask a quick question. Sure. No. Do you guys think Clark Gregg being in Captain Marvel means we're likely to see him in Avengers Four? No. <sighs> I have no idea. Here's 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 my answer to it. I think if. Agents of Shield doesn't make it to another season past this, then he's he's absolutely going to be in Avengers four. Scheduling probably would would work out. Who knows? I just uh, as but as, if there's another season of Shield, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to believe. But I'm glad that they cast him in this at all. Yeah. Yes, I would like to see because I want to see him. I'd really like to see pre. Avengers Coulson again. See, the thing is, he was one of my favorite characters. Yeah, like he was a lot more goofy than he is on the TV show. Like the TV show, he's kind of like he's still a little goofy, but like no, actually, he was movies. he was much more serious in the first in the first two movies he showed up in Iron Man and and uh, yeah, but he was a serious agent, but he made like he made better quips. Yes, he made better quips in the and maybe that's what I mean. You know, like they, yeah. the the quips landed better and they were timed better in the show. It's not so so much that yeah yes. okay. because when they did avengers they kind of joss whedon like turned him into a goofy fanboy that's kind of what i'm thinking of yes. yeah okay. and uh, i per- i liked colson in iron man and iron man 2 and thor he's a little more Espe- reserved yeah you're right okay. especially especially in iron man 2 when he says if you so much as bre- breathe wrong i'm going to tase you and watch super nanny while you yeah <laughs> I like drool yeah <laughs> you drool on the floor. yeah yeah that was good i always like that bit anyway moving on to fox fox has this they are in trouble. Fox has pushed Dark Phoenix and New Mutants. New Mutants again for a second time. Who here is shocked? Raise your hand. Me. I'm legitimately shocked. No, this is... Really? No, yeah, dude, yeah. 
Because I, I I am shocked on this one. Yeah, especially Dark Phoenix. Like, Actually, for me, it's especially New Mutants it's... because this is a second pushback. Yes, so, I I explain like the the pushback. Right. First. So X Men Dark Phoenix was originally supposed to come out in November, November second, two thousand eighteen. Now it's coming out February fourteenth, two thousand nineteen, which caused them to which either that or something else caused them to push New Mutants from it originally was coming out April thirteenth, then it was coming out February twenty second, two thousand nineteen, and now it's coming out August second, two thousand nineteen. All right, so let's talk about uh, Dark Phoenix first. Uh, so they need to do a lot of big movies do reshoots. That's a that's a common thing nowadays. But uh, none, but very few of them need to be pushed back. No, but here's let me tell you why. So uh, two, uh, so the star of New Mutants and the star of Dark Phoenix are both Game of Thrones actresses, and they're booked until like the end of the year. So they they literally cannot film and and make the special effects work in that amount of time. It's a three month push. That's not really that bad. New Mutants is what I'm really worried about. I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about Dark Phoenix because February is a good release date. It's not like they don't believe it. They would have. Yeah, they would have pushed it farther. February's February's uh, a better release date. That's for Deadpool, X-Men, honestly. Yeah, sure. New Mutants is like they're adding another character. They're like shooting over fifty percent. They're doing a Han Solo. Yeah, they're totally doing a Han Solo. Well, I guess we found out that Han Solo wasn't necessarily reshoots. It was just kind of we just shot it. Yeah, like that. Like, oh, like redid it. They like just redid it. They're adding like one or two new characters, and like you, you that fundamentally changes a movie. Yes. So like, uh, it's gross. I'm 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 shocked honestly because especially the New Mutants pushback because it's well after if that uh, if that Disney deal goes the through. The movie was coming out next week, I think. Yes. The movie came out next week. Uh, we saw a, tra- we have next, a trailer. Certainly next month. Ben, we have a trailer for a movie that's supposed to come out next week, and it's now I, coming out like a year and a half later. Wait, what trailer? New yeah, we, yes. saw, we, new had, mutants, we, yeah. we talked about a New Mutants trailer like four months the ago. The original release date for New Mutants was April 13th, the same release yeah, date that Rampage now falls on. Huh. When I was walking out of the theater of Live of Love, Simon, the New Mutants poster was still up saying really? April 13th. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. A couple of theaters still haven't taken it down. Jesus. Whoops. Yeah, it's it's very strange. It's very strange. Uh, the, the 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 deal if it if it goes through the Disney Fox deal um, would put New Mutants releasing after that deal goes through. So uh, there was a guy in the industry, uh, Jeff Snyder. Uh, he works for Variety or whatever. Like he gets a lot of good scoops, and like he's like one of the guys who always breaks these kind of things. He said, and he he heard this scuttlebutt that uh, they're gonna try to get New Mutants on the Disney on the new streaming thing in 2019. That they're pushing it far enough, and it's gonna be something that they're just gonna acquire. Uh, I, that could be 100% false. That is so far away. Who really knows? It could be some in- industry insider just being like, maybe this will happen. Yeah, but how, why, you push a movie literally like a year and a half yeah. after we got a trailer. That's bananas, man. Yeah. That'd be interesting because it would definitely confirm that Disney's not nervous about going with darker and grittier things. And and one of the reasons, and like, of course, everything's here to say, but like the reasons that they're reshooting is because they want to make it more unique like Deadpool and Logan, where it's kind of just like a generic... Uh, uh, which we uh, superhero movie with horror elements, which they we speculated make a, on when yeah. we saw the trailer, and they yeah. want to make like a full-on horror movie. But again, all this, a lot of this is just hearsay. Like, we, yeah. and again, we'll probably never know the full story, which is crazy. Yeah, to be a fly on the wall. Yeah. Yep. Well, we're gonna at least get Dark Phoenix. That's probably gonna be fine. Yeah. I'm not. Wor- I'm not really worried about that one. I mean, I am for different reasons. Yeah. Um. But anyway, moving on. Comics. Ryan, what's up? Good news for you. Really. Not an April Fool's joke. Don't do not do this to me. The Fantastic Four are returning oh, to no, comics. Oh, you, no, you're right. My, the first family. My favorite family. The Fantastic Four are officially returning to the comics, uh, written by Dan Slott and Sarah Pacelli. This is Dan Slott's second title coming off of Amazing Spider-Man, uh, his first being Tony Stark Iron Man. Uh, what do you think about this one, Ryan? What do you got to say? Um, well, uh, 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 looking at Sparks here, regardless of uh, Dan Slott's uh, poopy butthole real-life uh, persona, um, <laughs> he... he 
is the perfect fit because he wrote a thing miniseries, one of the greatest like thing stories ever made. Like he's when he's written Spider Man, he's always interacted with the Fantastic Four. Like when he wrote She Hulk, he, she was interacting with the Fantastic Four. Like the dude knows the family really well, um, and it's it's kind of like natural progression, like Nick Spencer on Spider Man. Um, I'm really excited. I hope it's just not something that's like, oh, they're back and they're just doing rat wacky regular adventures. Because like what Zdarsky's doing with two and one is freaking awesome. Are you one of the people who didn't think this was ever going to happen? No. Good. It was going to happen just when. Good. Because when I was when I, we were working at the shop and Secret Wars had ended, uh, I had said, and people were like, oh, the Fantastic Four aren't coming back because Fox owns the rights. And I was like, no, because nobody reads Fantastic Four. I'm sure you've seen all the articles now that like the Fantastic Four comic is back. Does that mean a movie's in the works? No. Oh. No. No, no I really uh, hate that. Yeah, me too. But like one of the things that I kept saying was, look, they're going to bench the Fantastic Four. And do you know why? Because when it comes back with a new number one, it's going to be the top number one ever. And Fantastic Four has never been a good seller, so no, they want it to sell. It is gonna, it's going to be a top seller. You know what? It just benefits that they put a celebrity writer on it. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got a top seller right there. It's, it's top ten guaranteed. Uh, Sarah Pacelli uh, did Spider-Man with Bendis for a long time. Yes. So that's going to be a good-looking book. Yeah, she's she's a great artist. I... I'm not so anti-slot that I'm not interested in this. I've just, like, I'm very specifically just been anti-slot on Spider-Man. It's oh, just no, really gotten yeah. to me. I'm open to a new, to, to him doing something different with other characters that might be good. Arguably, he's the best. I don't have a lot of faith in it, but yeah. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he, he writes the thing better than, than anyone a lot. Uh, we don't know what the plot's going to deal with, but they but it's coming out in August, so we got two months before we figure out what that is. Hmm. Well, I think that the plot might have to deal with their return. Oh, probably. <laughs> But that's two and one. Oh no! No. And then it's just Zadarsky say the two and one's not ending. No. Yeah. Thank God. Um, right. Next, Infinity Wars. Not the movie. Uh, Marvel is releasing an event comic called Infinity Wars, uh, written by Jerry Duggan and Mike Diodato Jr. Uh, we will. It will see Adam Warlock, Doctor Strange, Gamora, Captain Marvel, Peter Quill, Loki, and Thanos. Infinity Warring, I guess. Hey guys, you know what this reminds me of? What? Civil War Two. And uh, what what was the other one that that released uh, coincide with a movie? Oh, I don't know what else. Oh, I don't remember. There was another one because they uh, always do this. The 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 Ultron thing. Didn't a- they bring a- Ultron back for something? When Age, Age of Ultron. Ultron yeah, it was a completely different book, but that was but, Ra- book. but Rage of Ultron. Rage of Ultron or oh, something. Oh yeah, okay, that was yeah. a graphic novel. Marvel does this a lot. Yeah, but this is Jerry. I mean, Duggan. I He's understand. I understand why they do it. Yeah. It so makes this, sense. This is coming out of Infinity Countdown, which Jerry Duggan is currently writing. This is the book that uh, they canceled Guardians of the Galaxy for. So, hold on. Remember there was, like, Infinity Prime, which yes. was a lead into Infinity Countdown, which, which is, is a lead, lead into Infinity Wars? Yes. Yeah, okay. This is the actual, actual event. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's going to start with Infinity Wars Prime, number one. The ah. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> The heroes and villains of the Marvel Universe reap what they sow as their fantastic, as their, sorry, frantic, as their frantic search, whoops, uh, for the Infinity Stones leads to cosmic madness like never before. The simmering events of the recent months spiral into something much, much bigger in this colossal story. So that's cool. All right. I'm not going to read it. I'm, I'm just waiting for this phase of the cosmic universe to be over. Sorry, Jerry Dugan. Yeah, I'm not crazy about what Jerry It's not like Jerry it's Dugan's like bad. I just don't want, stuff. I just not, it's not, it's not Hey, not you know what? Ali Ewing should be in charge of cosmic. He, he, he partially was and then nobody bought it. Nobody bought it. Ultimates. Yeah. <laughs> Ultimates. Anyway. Tell me about, tell me about your love for infinity symbols. Well, there's a dude with like a, with like a hood with an infinity mask. There's a new bad guy or a good guy, who knows, with like an infinity symbol as like goggles. <sighs> don't have any. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> 
Uh, I know nothing about this. No, you yeah. guys know. Yeah. Like the only thing I'm happy for is that Ryan's finally getting his Fantastic Four. He mm. loves the Fantastic Four, oh, so they're right. coming back. Hey, if as many people said real quick on the Fantastic Four thing, if as many people said they like the Fantastic, they they like the Fantastic Four. Uh, no, <laughs> there were nobody likes the Fantastic. It would have it would have not been canceled because there were so many people like, oh, the Fantastic Four. I missed the Fantastic Four. Did you read it? No, uh, no, you don't like the Fantastic hey guys, Four. Uh, Thanos, one of the coolest books right now, sells like less than like thirty thousand copies. It's so good. That and how many people are talking about it? No one. Us. Us. Yeah, that's Us. what I mean. Yeah. Many people have picked it up for in our recommendation. In, I've heard in though. the uh, in the internet community, it does really well, but like thirty thousand copies is not a seller. No, it's not. No. Not at all. No, it's not. Um, shall we move on to one of my favorite news stories this week? Ooh. Ooh. Yule Ball. Do you guys know who Yule Ball is? <laughs> Yule Brenner. Oh. You know. You know I do. Yes. Oh, is he the guy who made a bunch of those video game movies, or is that a different guy? Blood Rain. You mean Blood Uwe Boll? It's Uwe Boll. Is Uwe Boll? It's Uwe Boll. He's German. Yeah, it yeah. is. I, it's German. I, I know a lot about this gentleman. I, can't, I forgot about this. Right. I do know about him. Right. Yeah. So yeah. for the audience who doesn't know, he he has created such video game classics as Blood Rain and Blood Rain the video Third game Reich. Film classics. He did House of the Dead. He did Far and, Cry and Postal. Well, yeah. You're going you're gonna to get into it, so I won't say. Yes. Uh, and, the, and, and the name of the king... Which did a get dungeon teach tale. Which did get uh, uh, some traction when Jason Statham was doing it. Did not get some traction when it was Dolph Lundgren, and once again when it was Dominic. Guess Purcell. who was stupid enough to see that movie in theaters? Was it you? It was me. No, I that was. I, I thought that was a movie that would make Uwe Boll a good director. Well, it wasn't. guys, did you know that he also made a film called Rampage? Yes. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. there's sequels actually. Yes, two of them. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm getting into. I'm getting into that. Get it. Let me. Oh. Let me do this. Let me read out his statement because he is suing Warner Brothers for the use of the name Rampage. Oh, yeah. And uh, let me read his statement, because oh boy, it's a it's a it's a it's a read. Be sure you bleep it. Yeah, I'll, I'll bleep what I can. <laughs> <laughs> we quote: We are living now in a world where independent movies are dead, and the big players only are making all the money. That they then use developed brands and ideas from established series such as my Rampage films in order to make even more money is unfair but typical. The new Rampage movie will shrink my brand and my revenues I can make in the future with my Rampage movies. Oh boy. It also confuses the audience. Exclamation point. I want that Warner's change the title, especially because the new movie has nothing to do with a Rampage and looks more like Jumanji 2. And He's not wrong. I mean, it is it's Jumanji 3, <laughs> actually. Jumanji 3, actually. And is one of those typical feel-good popcorn bullshit movies that the studios use to brainwash America even more. All these kind of movies, including Transformers, Avengers, are helping the military-industrial complex in America to win and have retards like Trump be American president who would say that the Earth is flat as soon as they think they can benefit from this. What a ride that was. Holy shit. This is what I... Let me... I have the Rampage movies pulled up. You want to know what they're about? What are they about? Are they about giant... uh... No. Rampage number one. A man with a thirst for revenge builds a full body armor from Kevlon and goes on a killing spree. Yeah, I've seen it. Rampage number two, buddy. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Rampage, capital punishment. A man takes over a TV station and holds a number of hostages as a political platform to awaken humanity instead of money. Yeah. So, yeah, giant monsters. Rampage three, called Rampage, President Down. Oh, no. <laughs> I got to pull up the full summary for this one. It's a read. Bill Williamson is back, alive and well, and doing a recon mission around D.C., 
This time, he wants to cause a major population disruption within the USA, which results in devastating consequences reverberating throughout the world. His new mission, this time to bring down the President of the United States and the Secret Service detail. Bill brings with him all the freaking havoc, freak in havoc, and acidity of the previous two it's movies. It's just it's Punisher. It's Punisher, guys. It's a bad Punisher movie. So, uh, yeah, I so giant monsters. Yeah, I don't see any. Gi- <laughs> I don't see a giant <laughs> ape, wolf, or crocodile so, guys, beating up m- buildings in any of these movies. <laughs> I uh, think Warner Brothers is fine. When I was going through my uh, my intense uh, Wade Watts esque film phase in high school, uh, I was obsessed with Uwe Boll. Not because he's a good director, because he's a bad director who who knows how to get movies made. Because he uses a German tax uh, loophole that gets him free money to make movies, and doesn't matter how good they are. Interesting. He's the actual live pr- real life producers. No, Whoa. he is one hundred percent right. He's actually. the real life producer. And I respect the hell out of him. He's a terrible filmmaker. And a terrible person. And a terrible person. He once uh, got into a boxing ring with a film critic who didn't like House of the Dead, and he boxed a film critic who disagreed with him. Uwe Boll is an incredible human being, and I've been following him for a long time, except for the last couple years. Because I because I got tired of it. His last couple his, his la- I went through his last couple films uh, before after he got out of his Nazi phase. Uh, he oh did- dude Auschwitz. I can't tell you how what a movie that is. Blood he made Rain, a movie Blood Rain Third Reich. Uh, oh Jesus! After he you got know? out of his Nazi phase, he went in. He went. He got onto an anti-America phase, which most of his films star Dominic Parcel, yeah. uh, as we know as Heatwave, mm-hmm. uh, basically attacking America for whatever economic thing is going wrong in the country. Yeah. Um. He he's kickstarted movies like three times and they've all failed. Um. I actually think he's made one, uh, pretty decent movie. It's called Postal. It's based off a video game. It's it's a really, really crude video game where you use like cats buttholes as like fart guns. It's like really stupid like Duke Nukem. Uh and that movie's just absurd enough to work. But it's not good. But like you can get over it. Uh I I can't believe this guy's still in the news like literally twenty years later after starting his career. This is this is coming off the heels of when he got mad at P. T. Anderson for ripping off his blood brain poster with Phantom Thread. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I actually oh. forgot there was a Blood Rain movie. Most I, people did. I heard it was just so horrifically bad. Yeah, it's like one of the top rated. It's although it's not the worst. No, it's not. Uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, right? Uh, yeah, uh, like House of the Dead's like really, really, really bad. But it has it. To be fair, it has some some cool action scenes. But that's there's no that's a that's Wait, bad. It's did really he bad. Silent Hill? Was no, 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 no. Don't no, you no. dare. Who did Silent Hill? Uh, like 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 Gaspar No, like some French ass director. So so, so someone good. So yes. in the name of the King One with Jason Statham is just a medieval movie. That's a bad movie. And the name of the King Two is Dolph Lundgren as like this military secret service dude or whatever who goes back in time to uh, to uh, uh, medieval times. Same thing with the third one with Dominic Parcell going back in time. There's a movie called Assault on Wall Street. Yeah. That Dominic Parcell just shoots Wall Street people. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that sounds. It was really very stupid. like ninety nine percent, one percent era. Oh yeah, and he's still doing it. Yeah, because the the new Rampage movie is fairly recent. Oh, that's gross. But like he even says like Warner Brothers is ripping off the name Rampage. He's just he just he's this is his fifteen minutes of fame They're for twenty eighteen. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Sparks, oh. you've been silent on this guy. I know he loves Uwe Boll. I well, it's just ridiculous. Like if you're gonna if you're a public figure who's gonna do a rant like this do enough research to realize that it's it's called this because it's based off a video game before you start your bs yes like like do do enough to know what the heck you're talking about because he likes to talk about how foolish everyone else looks he looks so stupid right now Oh, dude he thinks he looks just for not looking into it i know it's so ridiculous it's dumb 
I I want to give Rampage my money just to make him sad. I got a, I got movie pass. I'm cool yeah, with it. You know too, what? Actually. I'm actually really prepared to go see Rampage now. This yeah. might be the best thing to happen to Rampage. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh man. I never thought I'd be talking about Uwe Boll on this podcast. That's so weird. I, it, this was so ridiculous. You know I what? Yeah. Us going to see Rampage is kind of like buying the um the Better Bundo book from John Oliver just to piss off my oh, pants. Yes, it's that exactly is, like dude, that. That is awesome. <laughs> oh, man. I am will- I want to buy that book so bad. I have bought that book. Really? <laughs> you know what, Sparks? Yep. Good for you, man. I want to give you a fist bump, but I can't because you're on really the phone. Great. Yeah, this was, Thanks, this was a wild ride. But let's move on. Yeah, can we get off this roller coaster, oh, I'd please? I'd love to talk about House of the Dead and Blood Ride more. Jurassic Park 6 slash Jurassic World 3. How's oh, the director? Lost World parts? Nope. No, I didn't I'm even out. try. I no, tried to. Bye, no, I'm out. No. Don't. Uh, Jurassic Park 6, Jurassic World 3. Uh, Colin Trevorrow is returning to direct. Uh, he will be writing with Amelia uh, Carmichael, who uh, co-wrote Pacific Rim Uprising with Zach Penn. Oh, and uh, right. it's based off a script that was written by Trevorrow's uh, Jurassic World writing partner, Derek Connolly. So, what do we think about this? Da, na, na, na. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there was this great thing when um, Jurassic World first came out. I really wanted it. Fanny said, no, you have to wait because your birthday's coming up. I went up to it, and I was like, da, na, na. She pulled me away saying, no, no, no. no. So, this is what I have to say to that. No, 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 thank you. No, I think no, no. Colin Trevor, no. I mean, Spielberg likes this, ki- likes this guy a lot, which, you know, it's... I get. I don't know why. Um, Got kicked off the Star Wars. Um, Sparks, Spielberg. Spielberg's judgment is always solid, so yeah, nothing to worry about there. Sparks, uh, why don't you say your opinion on this one first? I just, I just. Uh, why me. would you pick up a guy who was obviously too difficult to do Star Wars Nine to do Jurassic World, Jurassic Park Six, whatever? Because um, he did why? before. No, no, but yeah. So what? So what? Like he did it before, and, and that movie was passable at best. Yeah, but it made like all the money, and I think that's I know more it important. Did. I know it did, but uh, oh no, I'm with you. I just, I'm with you. I just I feel like there were better options. I agree. I much prefer a franchise, and I was saying this about Star Wars too. I much prefer a franchise written by uh, directed by different people each time. Um, however, I'd rather see Spielberg come back and direct it. Yeah, that yeah. too. Um, I however I did I did postulate. Um, the idea that postulate, postulate, <laughs> shut up. Um, <laughs> I did, uh, I did, I did think that you know, if Jay Boyana's um, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom movie is really good, then could this be a, a Ryan Johnson, J.J. Abrams situation where uh, J.J. Abrams made a good movie, a fine movie, or a passable movie, depending on your opinion of With Force Awakens, um, and again, depending on your opinion, of Last Jedi being a really good movie, and then go- doing it again with. Did J.J. not want to do it, or they just didn't ask him? J.J. J. J. Abrams for for After Force Awakens to Last Jedi. No, he like he was very clear he didn't want to do it. Okay, then I guess we don't know. We got to see what J.A. says about Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah, but like this doesn't give me hope for either I, that I movie or the next movie. I think even J.A. Boyana like was talking like, yeah, I set up a third one, but I don't want to do it. I think it was kind of what his. I mean, which his is fair. Thing. You don't have you don't. It's years. Yeah, of your I, life. I I understand the logic of like not wanting to do something back to back. It's just like yeah. that's that that that's big of an undertaking so announcing it before the movie's even out like that it seems i guess it's just business as usual right you do it before the movie's out yeah, yeah it's marketing business and shareholders and producers and like things that we don't i can imagine like yeah. some like 95 year old man hears that like the guy who made them a billion dollars the last movie it's like oh he's gonna come back stuck rising up 
Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Jurassic World w- was fraught with many like behind the scenes problems after the fact because Thomas Tall, the 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 uh, head producer at Legendary, uh, took way too much credit for Jurassic World success, and uh, which led Universal to partially sell them to a Chinese company. Oh. Um, uh, so uh, Sparks, when you saw Ready Player One, did you get did you get a Jurassic World trailer? No. Oh, yes. We, yes, we did. Did you get the first trailer or the new yeah, trailer? Yeah, we got the first one. We didn't See, get the new one. Even when I saw it last night in IMAX, I have the not first seen one. the new trailer. I saw Pacific theaters. Rim with the old one, and I saw Ready Player One with this old one. Like, why aren't we seeing this new yeah. trailer? I'm, I, I'm really tired of it because I like the new trailer better. I do, too. Yeah, yeah me too. And I... And I uh, I mentioned to Brandon, maybe the first one like markets better to people. Like it makes them more interested. Like from like, I don't know. It's probably weird. just the shot of the T Rex roaring while the volcano's blowing up in the background. Yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting if the thought behind it was purposeful and that they're like, let's only put the first trailer out before movies. But if people want to find the second trailer, it's on the internet, so that it's like not automatically showing you too much of the film. Wow. Which I'd be down for, except for the fact that the second trailer is much more the better trailer. Yeah. yeah. No, we saw the second Avengers. I saw the first Avengers trailer yesterday, but it was the IMAX 3D one, and oh my god, it looks so good. And then, and then I saw the new one today for our showing of Ready Player One. Man, and it looks really good on the big screen. Oh my god, it just it makes me excited because I still don't know anything about uh, Infinity War, but I keep seeing the same damn thing for Jurassic World. I'm like, show me something new here. Speaking of trailers, do we want to move into our trailer talk? Sure. Okay. No, how dare you? No. I just I saw an opening. I took it. Where are we in the so, stacks? So you want us to move into you want us to move into talking about some trailers? I yeah. guess you want us to head into the stacks. I just said that. Br- I, just I know said I caught it. I caught it, but I was already I was already, already in motion. You was already committed. <laughs> well, first I, I wanted it. to talk about a, a, a little movie that uh... a wee little movie. <laughs> You're right. I think I'm trying to sneeze. A little movie. Bless you. Bless you. Maybe I'm sneezing. We'll find out. Talk about a little movie that. Uh, just came on my radar this week. Um, the house with the clock in its walls. Which, wow. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. This looked really good. I think I'm really intrigued. So it's 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 starring um, Jack Black and Kate Blanchett. Uh, it's directed by Eli Roth, which is surprising, and it feels very much like um like a old like 80s 90s kind of Spielberg kind of like a horror kids movie coming of age story kind of yeah like a like a Goonies or a or um Stand by Me. I've never seen. But it's only by one kid. Like, uh, but it's you know it's, it's like, a goonie. It's like a PG horror movie yeah. that they used to make a lot of uh, in the old days, like like a movie that's kind of a com- that's also it's a comedy, but it's kind of gonna scare you. Yeah. Also. Um, like yeah, Ghostbusters. Is so that. like uh, when I hear Eli Roth, I don't immediately go to quality, but the fact that Kate Blanchett and Jack Black are in it must mean the script must be really good, or else they at least Kate Kate Blanchett wouldn't have signed on to it. Yeah. She's she's incredible in everything. Uh, so yeah, man, I'm actually really intrigued, and this is like a new a new movie for Eli Roth because he usually just uses like. He does like carnivores and like monsters and like let's uh, murder everyone. The uh, the synopsis reads: A young orphan named Louis uh, Barnevelt aids his magical uncle in locating a clock with the power to bring about the end of the world. A doomsday clock. Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh no. Oh boy. Oh boy. Is she four out this week? Out September twenty first. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah. I, the visuals itself look really well done, and also Jack Black. He lo- he's I love Jack Black. Throwing fireballs, baby. Jack Black is one of the best actors of, of our generation, and it's too bad that he got pigeonholed into doing a, a style of comedy, Bernie. That I think he's honestly he's better than. Like I like his style of comedy, but I I love it when he does 
dramatic Bernie. stuff. Bernie. Bernie is great. Bernie is a great movie. Yes, it is. Uh, he's even great in King Kong, I think. As yeah, Carl oh, Adam. I love him in King Kong. Are you kidding me? Did you see The, the Holiday? I think he's really good in that. It's a fun little uh, rom-com. rom-com. No, you know what I also really like him in? Tropic Thunder. He's great in Tropic Thunder. He's also good in Jumanji. Yeah. Like, I really liked him in Jumanji. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The jungle. He's, he's, he's very good in Jumanji. Yeah. He's really good. Sounds like he's and a star that, for a reason. R.L. Stein. Oh, oh, my God. He's great as Go- in Goosebumps. Goosebumps oh, yeah. is great. Yeah. My yeah, favorite Jack Black there. film, Easy, School, School of Rock. Rock. Yeah. School of Rock's great. Yeah, uh, Goosebumps, by the way, th- that's what the movie this feels like to me it is does. Goosebumps. Goosebumps was a really yeah. good movie. Okay, yeah. And yeah. I, 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 I just bought it on DVD. Actually, nice. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to drop a Jack Black movie everybody forgets about, The Holiday. I just said you that. Did, Brandon did say Oh, the did you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I like that movie. It's a, it's, that's it's a good a, one. Is that the one where they swap houses? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. I like that movie. Yeah. Um, Hello, I'm Jude Law. I'm good looking. But yeah, uh, moving on. Lego The Incredibles. I put this in trailers, even though it was just an announcement trailer. Uh, didn't really show us a whole lot, but it looks fun. June 15th is when this is coming out, the same day as the movie. Um, it's going to be a Lego game that goes through the two movies. This is TT Games and Warner Brothers releasing their first Pixar, Pixar-related Pixar Lego game. Ooh, okay. Um, All right. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind I love the Lego games. I'm kind of stoked for this. It's open world like the other. You could go to like the cities and other things. I and they had to like I think they they were talking about they had to like design like villains we only hear about in the Hell movies. Hell yeah! I thought that was really cool. I've uh I haven't played a lot of Lego games recently just because uh they're generally except for like the newer Marvel ones like they've like oh it's Harry Potter or it's Star Wars like things I've seen uh, and I haven't seen The Incredibles in a while plus there'll be two. Uh, I think that'd be I think uh, the the Pixar stuff uh translates well to Legos like really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm stoked for this. I, I love the Lego games. I'll, I play I'll, them all. I'll play them. I'll play it. Yeah. Do you like Legos? I love playing with Lego sets. Um, Lego, they're not bad. Lego, the Lego so games aren't bad. They're just really not for me. Yeah, I feel you. I'm surprised by that, honestly. Really? Yeah, I thought you'd like them. I like playing with Lego sets, to be perfectly honest. I mean, that's why I like the games, because I like playing with Lego sets. Except you can afford it. A lot less yeah. expensive. I know, right? <laughs> Although the Lego's dimensions, I'm sad to see that they're shutting, oh, me too. shutting those down, because those, I was like, if I was to get into a toy to game, game, it yeah, would be Yeah, that's dimensions. what I kept saying. I was like, and I did. I got into Lego dimensions. I you messed really, up. I really like it. Messed up. Um, well, the Toys of Life games, they failed. Yeah. Um, Rip. Sparks, what about you? Are you, you, you excited for this? Yeah, uh, I'm just certainly interested in it. Although, one thing to credit the Lego games is that they have um, destroyed the stigma of a movie game being bad. Actually, funnily enough, uh, the Lego the movie video game, not good. No. No. It's not a good, mo- it's not a good oh, game. Man. Okay, just take that oh, away ben. from the... Like, like, like 50% of like all the videos I want to make for like, like our, the, the, the video game thing, it's uh-huh. all the bad licensed comic book movie games, like Iron Man and Captain America. Let's do it. They are so bad. Let's Thor do it. is god-awful. If I could find a copy of Superman 64, we're going to do it. Oh, no. Um, but, yes. Nobody deserves but definitely, that. But definitely the Lego games have like the best way to play the Jurassic Park films. In yes. video game form. Interesting. That's for sure. Okay. The Lego Jurassic yeah. Park games are really fun. I forgot about those. Um, also, The Death of Superman released a small little featurette which revealed its cast. Jerry O'Connell. How many times is he going to die? Jerry O'Connell will play Superman. Rebecca Rum- uh, Romaine. Rome- there you go. Romaine will play Lois Lane. Rain Wilson will play Lex Luthor. That's so interesting. That's I'm not It's interesting. That. Rosario Dawson as Wonder Woman. Nathan Fillion as Green Aww. Lantern. I'm good with that. Um, Christopher Gorham, The Flash, don't know him. Matt Latner, uh, Aquaman, Shamar Moore, Cyborg, and Jason O'Mara as Batman. Jason O'Mara is He's not, good. I don't like him. You don't like him? Nope. I like him. No, I don't. Just like, I don't like the movies. 
I, I've, That's I, fair. I have not liked a single animated film. You watched uh, Judas, uh, the Judas Contract? Didn't like it. Really? Yeah. Oh, that Teen Titan stuff is so good. I didn't think so. It was so juicy. Um, uh, they're, all, they're all the same animated style. They're all the same voice acting. Yeah, so it's all the Marvel boring. movies. <laughs> well, Alan Tudyk was Superman in Justice League War, but... Yes. Um, who's um, the voice of Superman in this one? Uh, Jerry O'Connell. Was he the voice of Superman in Superman Unbound? Or is that no, else? that's Matt. Ba- that's Matt Balmer. Okay, never mind then. Bunch of white dudes. Um, yeah, th- this is the same kind of. This is the same New Fifty Two esque continuity that they started in Justice League War. Most of the same voice cast has returned. I don't care. Truthfully, um, I don't. I'll wait for reviews. I've I've seen it. I I liked Superman Doomsday. I think it's a good movie. It is, but like if you're looking for an actual like better adaptation, like this looks to be doing that. Like if that's what you're looking for. Well, still, Batman Wonder Woman didn't fight Doomsday. It was. Uh, no, I know, but like you're getting. But you're that's getting, yeah, like, yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I don't need an adaptation of it. Oh no, I yeah, that's why I'm gonna wait for reviews and see if it's actually like. Worth Sparks, you started to say something. What, what's what's up? What's up? No, I, I was just gonna agree with you because I I don't see the point in making this when Superman Doomsday exists. I think it's kind of superfluous. We and we talk. You about- have so many other stories. Here's what's really stupid to me. Here's what's really stupid to me. I don't understand why in the 80th year of Superman, when we're celebrating Action Comics 1000, the Superman animated film that they choose to release is a retread of a story they've already done in an animated film. Why it wouldn't be something like doing like a really dedicated. I didn't realize I even wanted this until until this this kind of stuff came up. But that why they didn't pick some uh, some other Superman beloved comic book that hasn't been adapted is beyond me. Why it isn't uh, Birthright or For All Seasons or or uh, there are so many uh, the the identity one that we read um, uh, grounded. Uh, I don't I don't understand. I can tell you one why reason. it's none of these or 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 Superman Earth One. Yeah, that'd be actually be good. That'd be like a nice fresh start, but I can tell you one reason. Money, 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 money. Well, the, the idea the idea is that they also Well no, no, that fights the idea of money because wouldn't it be great if they were doing a new one and they were selling it as celebrating the 80th year of Superman? Here's this story that's a beloved comic book, you know, like how Killing Joke was beloved and all that stuff. Killing Joke is a terrible movie too. Yeah. Being yeah. released to celebrate. And I can't believe that they aren't doing that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, Sparks, it, you just said the two they, movies that or the two things I thought. When they when they announced this, they said, oh, because our first movie was Superman Doomsday 10 years ago, 10, ten years to the to, to the whatever, we're going to release Superman, uh, Super, Death of Superman as, a, as an anime feature. I'm like, you just did Double that. Double feature. You just did that. And, that, and yeah. that, they, did, they, did, they did confirm that Reign of Superman will come out next year. Um, so also, BVS movie. had a Death of Superman. Yeah, a lot I'm of tired of it. Superman. Tired of it. Yeah. You know what? As, as much as I like the Death of Superman comic stuff. I'm done with it. I don't need. We we all had it in Superman Doomsday. Now I want to see Four Seasons. I want to see Earth One. I want to see Grounded. I want to see other yeah. good. I want to see True. Oh wait, we got True Trust in America. That was Superman vs. the Elites, which is a great movie. Which is an amazing. Manchester Black. Here's the thing. I like. I like most, if not all. I I would have to revisit a lot of them. I like most, if not all, the films prior to Justice League: The Flashpoint Paradox. Before the fifty two, new fifty two. Before the new fifty two stuff. Um, I have. I liked Justice League Gods and Monsters. That's cool, but it was also very different. Yeah, but that's why. Yeah, I li- I don't like this New Fifty Two style. That's what I keep getting hung up on. Is I don't like the style of the animation. I don't like a lot of the voice actors. I'll come for Nathan Fillion as Green Lantern any day, uh-huh. but I don't care for Jason O'Mara as Batman. Well, also here's the thing: when they were doing the New Fifty Two stuff, I thought they were going forward. They were leaving. They're like when they did Killing Joke. That's like, hey, this is separate from these New Fifty Two esque films we're doing. Now it's like, oh, we're gonna take something from the '90s and put it in the New Fifty Two stuff. 
we don't need that. That yeah. you're going backwards. It's kind of like what the new Fifty Two did. Which yeah. is exactly what they're doing because yeah. they did the same thing with Batman and Son. Doomed, which is not good. Remember that Doomsday virus? You know what? I'd rather take Doomed yeah. over Death of Superman any day in the new Fifty Two films. You know what? I would hey, disagree with that. Isn't oh. Patrick or whatever his name? Isn't that Patriot in, uh, in Jason Amara? Yeah. Oh, uh, he's in Shield. Yeah, I like him. I see. Yeah, I like that guy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think we're all in agreement that this Bruce is probably Greenwood's a better Batman. Sorry, Jason O'Mara. So Bruce Greenwood is a better Batman. So Thank here's the much. only reason that I'm he's okay. Batman and Batman got back off like. Sorry. I know. No, you're good. He's oh Greenwood is. Yeah. Oh, I should watch that. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> the only reason I'm actually kind only kind of excited is because I like I like those stupid random Superman characters like Metropolis Kid and the silly jacket and Eradicator hey, with the sunglasses. You know what? I'll watch the second one only for them. I'll probably skip the first one. Hey, do we think that they're going that we're going to see? Um, um, you got it. You got it, dude. Oh, uh, do I? You, you made me lose my thought. You got it. Are we talking about Superman still? Yes. Luke's Luther. Uh, black, black, black suit. The mullet. We're going to see the mullet. Hell yeah, we are. No. <laughs> black suit. Hell yeah. We're going to see Jimmy Olsen being a doofus. Hell yeah. I mean, we see Bebo in this. Bebo is back. Uh, okay. He's Superman's biggest fan who owns a bar. Okay. Yeah. All right. you, you know who Bebo is? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Is that like Max Rebo, the blue elephant from Star no. Wars? No. No, I, I had a fun. I, I've lost it. Whatever. That's okay. Uh, but whatever. Should we move on to our main topic? You, you know, oh, real yeah. quick, you know what I genuinely would have liked them to do? I would have liked an animated version of the Superman Rebirth stuff. That'd be cool. Like, like not just the the action comics arc, but but the stuff involving him and Lois and John. Yeah, that would have been a great way to celebrate the eighty years. Do you think? that because you know animation takes such a long time like these are just in the works and like it's just going to take a while before we see new no because rebirth because rebirth was two years ago we could have seen it yeah yes i guess yeah especially especially because that's two years ago when it hit the shelves and we saw it which means they knew well before they could have been doing this that's true you're right it's it's just it's a ridiculously underutilized opportunity like not that we're not getting enough to celebrate superman because in comics we are we're getting a ton but I don't understand why you would you would be like, no, let's do 10 years after we started these animated films. Let's release the same story, but different instead of doing something that really could grab people and like put some real animation work into. Like I'm picturing like a really good arc story and then maybe a short uh, doing one of the one offs about the story of Clark and John and Lois. Yeah. And and that and like with different art and anime, this could have been something really special. And how they missed the ball on that one stuns me. I I want to so before I remember what I was going to say, uh, how long do you think there's going to be a gratuitous sex scene in this one? Ten minutes in the movie. <laughs> no, no, there's not going to be like like Superman is like he's dying on the ground and like Lois just starts straddling. Well, because oh. there's one in Gotham by Gaslight. There's one in Killing Joke. Is it really in there's, Gotham yes. by Gaslight? I think they include Selena Kyle. I think I think the one in Killing Joke, the the fan response to it probably hit them hard enough that they decide they don't want to mess with it. Then they wouldn't have put it if that were the case. They wouldn't have put it in Batman and Harley Quinn and Gotham by Gaslight. Right, but I mean those were still in production maybe? further further in production yeah. that i think they didn't they they decide that they didn't care because of the cost not to mention those are those are batman related films and this is a superman film i doubt it yeah yeah well since we're talking about how warbos is messing up superman i actually had a thought real quick what's up so i got justice league on dvd and that, yeah, it's your your it's your fault that's your you messed up yeah i would never <laughs> i don't mind that. that i don't mind that i'm movie, just kidding okay? i know God. i'm just kidding i wouldn't pay so, 20 bucks for it Come i'm on. not Shut all up. in so they um there's like there's like a sticker on the box that says scenes not shown in theaters, right? So isn't it like one, two? Oh. Whoa! It's Superman. It's Clark walking through the machine, and you see the black suit, and yep. then it's him walking out with his regular suit. Yep. And then the second one is him flying to meet Alfred, and, uh, and he's like, "Alfred, I presume he said you'd be here." And then it's like that scene's like, "Let's hope you're not too late." I'm watching these. I'm thinking, 
Wow, Warner Brothers, you done goofed. Those would have been fine in the final cut of the movie. Why'd you take them out? Because that the movie needed to be under two hours or else. It's your head. Nah. Yeah. All right, let's... Nope. Oh, nope. man. Let's move on. All right, so full spoilers for Ready Player One. Ooh. Uh, going forward, uh, if you have not seen the movie, uh, please pause now. Go see it. Or, you know, talk it up. Try to make sense of all this nonsense we're about talking about. So let's get <laughs> initial thoughts out of the way. Ben, since you were most excited for this film, uh, why don't you start? Oh, it effing delivered. It effing delivered. It was, I was surprised. The first time I, I'm glad I saw this movie twice because the first time I saw it, I kept seeing all the differences that they made from the book, which I'm pretty sure we're going to get into later. And the second time I saw it, I just enjoyed it. I caught more characters that I missed the first time around. Like, first time I saw it, I didn't notice there was Sonic. And Sonic was in it. Made me happy. I saw more characters. It just, I just like it. I really, really love this movie. Ryan? I had one hell of a time watching this movie. I go to the movies. Uh, specifically, I would I would consider this like the start of the summer blockbuster season. I would right kind of. We have like two months, buddy. Really? April they really, May. They release. Dude, Avengers comes out in like two weeks. Isn't that that's not summer? Three weeks. I think I'm talking about blockbuster season. They keep pushing it. It's like all year long, isn't it? The, the beginning of May is blockbuster all right. season technically. So Ready Player One is officially the start of the blockbuster season. I'm calling. That's it. Is your old initial thought? Is well, no. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, I because uh, then uh, we got a quiet place in Rampage. Okay, yeah. All right, so um, I uh, I really really like this movie. Uh, obviously, it's got faults. It has a lot of the same problems the book has. Uh, that's the, the translate kind of the same problems it has over. But um, everything uh, visually uh, in the Oasis uh, was was really like 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 not like mind blowing, but like I just had I go to the movies have a really good time, and that's exactly what happened. I can't say it's anything deeper than that. But man, like I've seen this movie uh, more times than I thought I would see it by now. So uh, thank you for Movie Pass. Sparks. Um, oh, man. Okay, I, I know I'm going to come off negative through the rest of this. So I got to say at the outset that I don't, I don't hate this movie. I don't. I liked it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was entertaining. I just thought it was also kind of dumb. Um, but that's okay. That's, that's okay that it's kind of dumb. But I did think it was a good time. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I and I also will say at the outset that I only saw it once and everyone else saw it twice. So if I'm if I'm in needing to be put in my place or corrected about something, I'm I apologize. I only saw it once. So hey man, don't feel bad that you only saw a movie once. It's okay. We we do this to ourselves. Um, yeah. I mean, initially I wasn't even sure I was going to say it. So, um, Sparks, you sound a lot like me when when I when we did the 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 book the book uh, the book club special where I said at the outset like at the end of the day I thought this book was fine uh but i had a lot of issues with it with the movie uh i had less issues than with the book and i think a lot of it is i'd like a lot of the changes that they made uh to the movie not just to make it more cinematic but i think thematically a lot of it works and they give and they give a certain character a lot more to do mm-hmm. um i had a fun i had fun um and i was surprised i was legitimately surprised i enjoyed the movie as much as i did yay uh, let, let's get into it um where do we want to sp- where do we want to start um why is his name show why <laughs> why would know. they eliminate two letters at the end of his name what was that for shoto and daito meant something who thought that was a good idea Apparently, either Ernest Klein or Zach Penn, because they're both writ- uh, both credited with yeah. screenplay. So um, who knows? I know, which is why it doesn't make any so sense. So here's the thing, uh, Sparks. We have to remember. We have to we have to separate ourselves from like, at least like for for the people who haven't read the book, like not have negatives that 
are from the book translate. You know what I mean? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I don't think Sho, if somebody didn't know his name was Shoto, that would not have mattered whatsoever. You know what I mean? No, Sparks has a good I point. think if you're somebody who respects Japanese culture and knew those references, then it does oh, bother. Oh, dude, some like 45-year-old Joe is not going to know anything I about actually, No, but I'm not saying that. Sparks. I'm not saying that. But here's the thing. We read the book, so I am going to talk. Because here's the thing. I probably would have liked this movie more if I hadn't read the book. Oh, no, yeah. So I got to talk about it like reference to the book. And I'm telling you, one of the dumbest decisions I just don't understand is why you would change the name of a character when it's specifically referenced that it means something. That's fair. Because I think show in this one is Chinese and not Japanese. And at the in the very beginning of the the only reason the only thing that I have to back that up, Sparks, calm down, is at the beginning <laughs> of the movie when H is on Planet Doom, he sees Dido and Show, where Dido says Arigato, Show says Sheshe, yeah. which is Mandarin for thank you. That's actually been fart and rock on. I love that. Fart and rock on. I don't want to swear. It is, it is strange though because as yeah. Spark says, it does mean something. It, it does. Yeah. Which it's a speci- it has a specific meaning. Yeah. Daito and Shoto. Yeah. So it is strange. Sure. Um, but it, it didn't bug. It doesn't me that impact much. the movie though at all. No. I don't think. I mean, to me, it. it once again, I just went because when I first saw the movie posters and they say, "Hey, this is Daito and this is Show," I'm thinking, "Isn't this supposed to be Shoto?" But then I'm th- thinking, you know what? They're probably gonna. It's a minor name change. People or books to movies have done that before. I, so. I, I understand like the reasoning, like it's not uh, the, the meaning behind the name is changed. But I think like I think it's it's a that's a minor gripe. That's not. I want to uh, I want to say I liked, and again I want to say it again because I wanted to say it a second time because I I, I said I liked most of the changes that mm-hmm. the book that they made to the book. Specifically, I really liked the changes to the competition. I think the fact that they changed it more from oh. We have to be knowledgeable about 80s pop culture, too. No, we just have to be knowledgeable about Halliday's life mm-hmm. and try not to make the same mistakes he did. I really appreciated that. And I thought, you know, I did think the race the race was was really cool and a lot more cinematic uh, than... I, I know you guys disagree with me, but I really don't like the just kind of the look of him playing Joust so with the Lich. So, just super quick, did you find the final adventure scene to be boring? Because that's what it would have been, but with a cool monster in it. No, but because it's only it's only that once. Because if it was it was like if it was that and then that if it was both I would have I would have found adventure boring because we've already seen. No, that. yeah, yeah. But, but what I what I mean is sorry, like I don't want to cut you off, but like if adventure were a different thing, like they still had the video game thing, but if that were the Lich, if they transferred uh, adventure to the beginning mm-hmm. and made it with the Lich, I don't think I don't think it'd be bad. Sure, you know what I mean. But I really liked how with adventure. It was just done. It felt more at, personal it at felt the more end. Personal at the end. Yes. Whereas well, Joust doesn't really feel personal. That's fair. Yeah. Well, uh, adventure obviously because that has the first Easter egg in all of the. And game the way history. he's t- and the way he's talking about it and the way he's like Halliday didn't you know? And it's he, very soft and like like yeah he, he knows really, yeah. And I think I think one of the things I really liked about this movie is that it's much more earnest than the book. Klein. Yeah, I know what I. <laughs> yeah. I, I was waiting for you I know to what say I that. <laughs> what I liked a lot was that because Spielberg has a certain charm and a certain childlike wonder to all of his films that he's never lost, which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. But he has made he's made the story from just kind of talking down to the audience, being like you should know video game culture, why don't you know 80s culture, to being like no, this is kind of it's not the celebration of pop culture I think people are making it out to be, yeah. but it is far more uh, uh, sweet yeah. about it. it. It's not. It's not being mean accidentally or on purpose. It is just kind of trying to be 
enjoyable and fun. Yeah, and having and, and having Anorak slash uh, Holiday like there in between every every challenge and like especially at the end, it feels so much more personal than that book was. Yeah, because yes. in the book it's just hey, here's a clue to next key. Anorak never shows up. Yeah. Um, the only time he shows up, I think, in the book is that the end. He, right? he hands him the the the, the, the copper key. key I yeah, believe. that's it. Oh, at and the beginning. Okay. The, yeah. j- the jade and the crystal. The players got. <laughs> Don't him you want side. it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I like that line. Um, actually, because when I first saw it, I was thinking, I was like, okay, so the race is to get to the copper key, and some Gunter did find out how to get there, but no one has beaten the race because they just can't get some past long Kong. forgotten Gunter, which means it's been years. Yeah. So because yes. it's been five years, and then He's probably still racing that poor soul. Yeah. <laughs> But at first, I was like, "Okay, so are they gonna what? Are they gonna keep the um the second challenge, the bl- the Black Panther challenge?" Mm-hmm. No, they didn't, and they keep changing the challenges. One of the things I actually really like is how all the challenges are different, and also you just need the key; you don't need to go through the gate. Yeah, that was a big yeah. change too. Yeah, there's I, not like, it's not like two challenges. Like, hey, one. you have a challenge to get the key, but then you have to find the gate and go and beat the it challenge inside we the gate. What we were talking about, I think the story works better cinematically than it does in the book uh and spielberg did what we what i was hoping he streamlined a lot of it yes um sparks uh what else you got for us i want to make sure you get in you get into yeah. this because i know you have a lot of thoughts let's do it baby um, you so your size so at the, the beginning like there's no acknowledgement of like, because I talked about this with people who haven't read the book and saw the film, and they they had questions, and so like, there's there's no acknowledgement of why the '80s is is really relevant, sure. like to anybody, and and they were confused. People brought this up to me, and I could understand. They were confused about why people were dressed like the they were big fans of the '80s, and it wasn't really ever directly stated that it was because of Halliday or anything, mm-hmm. and that that really put them off about why people living in 2045 were so into the 80s stuff. There is a throwaway line that that says that, that that people like were obsessed with him and like they 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 wanted to learn everything about him. Like when when it zooms in on his face when they're first talking about launching the Oasis. Uh, right. So it's a throwaway line but like it's, it's not it's, really enough. I'm not right I'm not saying it's not there. I'm saying that it's it's so it's a blink and you miss it thing. Yeah. And you kind of can't keep up. Same kind of deal with um the first time that the high five is mentioned is like way late in the movie and oh, it's yeah. yes it's super like unexplained and everyone's like is that what they're called like why are they what and yeah. that just like there were a lot of things like that that I'm like why are these whatever <laughs> why I don't know are these whatever <laughs> by the way uh, again like it's the kind of thing where I don't know how I would feel if I hadn't read the book but because I read the book these things stand out to me and I'm like I don't understand these choices especially because Ernest Klein was involved to not get the details in there ben. um Ben. Yeah. And it it really bothered me that the copper key didn't open anything. Yeah. Um, did you guys notice how like the pizza and the Doritos bags, they were back to their old eighties logos? Uh I I noticed it but I didn't realize. But yeah. like now that you say that, like I I, I noticed the Doritos first. I mean I never knew what they looked like in the eighties, yeah. so I, I mean, don't definitely care. saw it was like, Oh, it looks like an old <laughs> box, but like yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, Sparks, I do. I mean, I was a little bummed out that they kind of skipped over the challenges and the gates. Even Irox says he cleared the first gate. I'm like, but there was no gate to clear. It was just you get the key and then you maybe opening the gate was to get the next clue. But then to to me, it just streamlined the movie a little bit quicker because then we have to go through the war games thing. Then we have to go through the um. Oh God, what was the Jade one in the book? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, what, exactly. That doesn't matter. Right. Or even, in the, exactly cri- or even the crystal one, it was a multi-level thing where it's like you have to beat Tempest, then you have to beat Holy yeah. Grail, then you have to actually find the stupid egg in Halliday's office. One, one of the things, though, I will I will say, when the, when IOI gets to the third gate, and it's like they found the third gate, I'm like, 
I'm not sure if they've cleared the two, the the two right? first. It was so fast. Yeah, I, I, that was that was a bit towards the end when when we get to the final battle. It's very quick. There it's, again, it's, there's a throwaway line that I don't like. That's like, yeah, they cracked the th- the first three lines, but they don't know which game it is. But they crack they crack the first three lines. But you still need the first two keys. But there's no th- there's no throwaway line even about them clearing the first I, two see, the first two keys. Yeah. You see the scoreboard in um, certain parts of IOI and even the Oasis where it has Sorrento's IOI number as sixth place. It's very blink and you miss it because I do yeah. think I saw I saw that I, I did see it but again like I didn't even think about it until you just brought it up so that is very it's uh, very it's very quick it's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. we're we're looking for these things yeah. the general audience isn't yeah. and that is that it would have to be a mark against this film because the general audience would miss it yeah that's that's what I'm saying it's like a lot of these things are things I talk to people about and they're like it without book knowledge you'd be surprised because we all read it yeah. you'd be surprised how much of this is really jarring Yes. Because of how fast-paced it is. And and for me, like, the big thing is that someone said this to me, that they were like, I thought it was going to be much more of a quest. And I have to say, like, the big thing that the movie misses for me from the book is the thing that we like so much was the actual questing, and it feels like that falls to the wayside in the film. You know, I would actually... I kind of see what you're going with, but I kind of disagree with that. It doesn't be- bother me, though. Yeah. Because No, but not necessarily. I liked that it is just about finding the keys. Every conversation they have is finding the keys. Again, streamline. It's very, Cut out it, all the bullshit. It's all it's all like talking it all, talking it out what could this clue mean? What could that clue mean? It's it's try you know in the, the the when they try to find the the jade key, mm-hmm. you know, they think it's the they think it's in the in the, the, the dance club, club. The dance club. And so it's like they're not just there to dance like they are in the in the book. They're there yeah. to try and find the key. That questy. scene is actually has purpose instead of in the book. It's just hey, this is how Artemis and I stopped see- talking to. Is that, this is how Artemis ghosted me? Essentially, yeah, that's, that's my least favorite scene. Is is <laughs> the, the exact same thing from the book? Is like Artemis, yeah. I love you. I don't know who you are, random boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was that was boy. The lo- if the love story was handled bad in the book. It's handled worse in this. I, I thought it was um, it was. You know, I I think they're handled they're handled badly in different ways. Yeah. But that moment I do like uh only so far as like is a strong word. Yeah. Um you tolerate it. I tolerate it yeah. because it's it's played as he's really stupid for doing this. He's also again, he is a teenager and he's like he's like met like this celebrity goddess. Yeah. So like I can see like being a teenager like, Oh, I'm in love with you. Yeah. Like so I can get over it a little bit, just kinda like I did in the book. Um, but like seeing yeah. it, it was like yeah. it was so cringe. E- even then even then though like when he looks at an artist is like, I'm in love with you, it's like okay, this is moving way too quick, buddy. It's been Pull, like pump the like brakes. Twenty five well, minutes. Right, it's, but I think it's, it's not it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's not only that, it's that everything that happens between them after isn't developed well. Because this movie happens so much faster than the time in the book. Yeah, which, man. It goes at a which, quick pace. Yeah, so that kind of gets to me a little because I really can't invest in in that relationship. I just can't. Right, I kind of wish they would have taken out the love story. Um, Someone was like, oh, I wish they hadn't put in a Hollywood love story. I was like, it's in the book, so they kind of had to, so shut up. Um, It's... And this guy had read the book, which is why I I commented. Um, I like... One of the things that I remember a lot of us agreed on is that it doesn't make sense why these characters don't work together from the beginning. Uh, yes. And I do like that they do in this. Like they're like even they even say our friends Daito and Shoto yeah. Yeah. or show. Like I like that. I like that um, Artemis and and he aren't just kind of like going to Planet Transsexual and going yeah. to this and going to that and not questioning. They're like whenever they hang out, they are looking uh, trying to figure we, out the key. Like the all key. five of them went to the Shining Quest 
yeah. by themselves. Which, by which the way, was a great sequence. I really, really like the shining part because it takes out. Because Brandon, you was you have told me off on mic and off mic that how you think that the um, flick sinks where you're in the movie is stupid, and I actually I don't know how that uh, what they did in this movie works awesome. Yeah, I like that it's just a level based off The Shining that yeah. they just go through. Um, and also has that really great gag at the end where they go up to the OLG is like, well, we cracked the code and we have to beat The Shining Challenge. Turns around and all the success is going, ah! ah! One, of, one of the things that I, 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 I like the Spielberg visual gags in this, mm-hmm. like at, at the end when it's like uh, a minute in to Centipede, ice breaks, and it's just, ah! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> I like a lot of the visual gags in this, especially oh, when yeah. it comes to the Sixers. Uh, we're not, we're not, I'm not done talking about The Shining, guys. Okay, talk that, about The That's my favorite more. part of the movie. Yeah. That movie, that's like, that's like actually scary. Like, it, like it is we, we had, like, we saw in like a theater of like twenty five people, and there was people in there going like, ooh, mm-hmm. like that. It's, and hey, it's, referential music. Yes, Alan Silvestri so, does the score. So the first time I saw it, I didn't notice it as much. Uh, but now that I think about it, there's actually a lot more uh, music weaved in from the various franchises that I was scared wouldn't be in there. But you get a little bit of Zemeckis uh, from Back to the Future. You get you get uh, you get freaking Godzilla, which is dope. You get yeah, uh, you hear the dun 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 yeah. dun 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 dun. The Shining. You get you get the super scary orchestra music. The dun dun. I'm like, man, this is. As soon as it started playing and they're like running through the movie theater and then the Overlook Hotel opens, like I, I, like I was like, oh my god! I really like the camera work in that yeah. in that sequence. It's very static and scary. Yeah, like, oh, he man. he really like he really like does Kubrick style. Try, he tries. To, yeah, I love the the how the timer is the pages where it's in the shape of a key, but says all work and no, no play, play will make Jack a dull boy. Man, yeah. not Jack Jack Nicholson scared me, man. I I I love that scene so much. It's so fun. That last like that twenty minutes. Uh, is just like pure. That's why I go to the movies, man. You know, th- and they get there. I really liked uh, Halliday's journals. I thought that was a really good touch. Yes, I like that better than the um, almanac. To I be honest, too. me too. Yeah, me too. Sparks, what, uh, you've been quiet for a bit, and I want to make sure you keep talking. <laughs> Please tell me you like The Shining. <laughs> yeah, I like The Shining. Okay, cool. I thought The Shining was cool. I, I liked it. I, I like the clever idea of of making it about uh, Kira. Um, I thought all that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that sequence. Yeah, that kinda, I thought that was good. That kind of goes to my thing where the challenge then becomes like, hey, don't make Halliday's same mistakes. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, oh, are you like Halliday? It's like, no, he made this mistake. Can you rectify and I, that? And I would like that better if the love story between Wade and Sam was better. Yeah. I agree. I yeah. would agree. But because that, it yes. isn't, I don't like that as much. Yeah. Sure. Even though, even though I think that's a good idea, the lack of execution on their relationship is what bothers me. I can understand um, uh, oh, I really quickly just want to, I, we don't have to make a big thing out of it, but, I'm um, to. <laughs> it bothered, I, it's one, something we talked about when we did, when we did the book review is I didn't like how they handled the suicide moment in the book. Well, I really didn't like it in the movie. There's a suicide moment in the movie? Yes. Are you talking about the, the bit where the guy tries to run off the, yes, run, run off the window? Yes, oh, that's to comedy, run out the man. Window. That was great. It, yeah, it made suicide a joke, and I didn't uh, like it. Yeah. But no, uh, I didn't like it at all. But I <sighs> Here, okay, wait, let me let me yeah, go let me tackle this. Go ahead. Cuz oh, I don't want to get too personal. Uh let's just say something very similar almost happened to me. You play a lot of video games. Sure. Um when when I saw that, I kind of appreciated the lightheartedness of it. And suicide is very personal to me and I don't want to touch on too much why but like that because and i like the lightheartedness mostly because i think how spielberg does his kind of uh whimsy is never made in jest it's always made in earn it's always made in earnest like when like 
for example, another thing that's very personal to me is the way Halliday uh, is presented in this film. He's presented very introverted, like 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 almost on the autism spectrum. Oh no, definitely on the autism spectrum. Well, in the book, it's said that he has a high functioning form of um, Asperger's syndrome. Sure. Okay, and that was very well present, but it it because of how Spielberg does it, and because of especially how Mark Rylance does it, he doesn't. It doesn't go into parody. He's it so goes good. into it, it. It is. To me, at least, it felt very much like I'm just kind of being this character, and I'm and I don't I'm not making fun of this character. I'm just that character, and I felt well. I didn't I didn't see they were making suicide a joke so much. Going back onto that, I saw them more as making the kind how of how important the oasis is to the world. Yeah, I saw them making that the joke and less so suicide. But I I do see where you're coming from, and I and I and I, I kind of I kind of half agree with you on that one. Yeah, I just, I just didn't really. Uh, Man, that's totally, I didn't, that's totally fair. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't love that moment. It, it, it felt wrong. No, you, you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to love everything. Um, uh, I want to ask you. Speaking of things we both love, probably that's the parable. Feta thing. cheese. Nope. No. Um, oh. Speaking of things we both love, Mechagodzilla. Uh, I don't want to talk about that yet. I don't want to get to the end yet. Right. Oh, well, question for you, Brandon. Here, hold on. I, I wanna, I wanna bring up. Um, I think that the whole idea. First off, I don't like that salmon weighed meat in the real world so early. Um, I thought that was a problem we had in the books that they didn't. I eat. really like that the meat. Yeah, that was a problem. Yeah. I was actually really okay with that. I can't thought, have a cake and eat it too, man. Come on, man. This actually to no, me, I didn't. Like... I didn't. I didn't like the way that it played out, and most of why I didn't like it is because I don't like her rebellion, and I don't like that she conveniently lives in Columbus, Ohio, too. Here's okay. And, so, but wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I don't like the rebellion because. They're they're unestablished. They don't mean anything. We don't know why why they're where they come from or anything. And in the context of how the film presents the battle between, because this is something a point that someone who hasn't read the book brought up to me. They were like, I don't understand why it was such an epic battle over ad space. <laughs> so like it, they it it really the film doesn't make it feel like the big deal that the book does. This this battle with Iowa. Sure. It, it doesn't come across that way to general audience. That's what I gathered from people who hadn't read the book. I will actually. So, so uh, I I don't like her rebellion thing, and I don't like her rebellion thing because in the book she was my favorite character, and here she kind of felt like someone who couldn't handle taking care of herself or doing these things on her own. She needed this team that she doesn't even seem to care about, and we don't really get a chance to care about, and they're just kind of there for no real reason other than to have that line where. It says welcome to the rebellion and give them a reason to meet and uh and that bothered me because i felt like that took a lot away from her right uh rebuttal i, I uh <laughs> i didn't so yeah judging from like when you heard of that in the trailer welcome to the rebellion you're like oh she's starting this underground movement i didn't take it as like they're an actual rebellion i took it as like they're just a bunch of people who have to avoid ioi so they're like hey welcome to our rebellion bud like it, it was more like a joke it's uh, it, i do kind of there's like I, three people there it's not a rebellion I, actually, I would actually agree with 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 sparks on this one because yeah. i think that because they say welcome to the rebellion but they never like go into yeah, she does like more. walk into the rebellion with her hands but because they don't do anything else with that it yeah. does kind of present an issue narratively in the sense that because if it was a rebellion then they'd be actually doing more stuff like that that's why it's a joke but also but see i don't think they, they mean it as a joke well, i don't I, think in the film they mean it as a joke not like a haha joke but like look at this shithole we live in this is our rebellion dog it didn't it didn't play that way to anybody I was with or myself. Sure. That's fair. It didn't play that way with me either. That, that's and totally that, yeah. fine, yeah. No, actually that was my biggest gripe with the movie is the fact that um uh Samantha has this underground thing with the people who will chloroform Wade and then sneak him away to get from IOI. It's like two dudes. 
It's like that's not a rebellion. It's like three people. Yeah, but, but then ha- it's however. But yeah, how did that happen? Why is she running away from IOI? I guess you she can. She has twenty three thousand dollars in debt. Well, no. How did dad, she know where Wade was? Ex- well, that too. Everyone else found. Well, him. also her dad. Um, the I guess you can say like, how come she was caught by IOI? How come IOI said, "Hey, you have twenty three thousand dollars or twenty thousand credits in debt"? Debt to him. So to yeah, you could possibly have that. That's why she has to avoid. But IOI we're speculating based off based off we've read the book. Exactly. I'm going straight from the movie. Well, I'm saying the, every in dialogue. The book, from they just the want to they just want to kill her because well, hey, we just need her to find the Easter egg I and am, then the Oasis is ours. When I'm thinking of the movie's plot, I'm not even thinking about the book whatsoever. Sure. Um, I however I do disagree with Sparks in a way because I don't like Artemis in the book. I think she's very much a nerd fantasy character and very little development happens to her in the book however in the movie I think bringing her to IOI specifically gives her a lot more agency and something to do specifically in the last act that I much appreciated I, I, I think that she is still a problem character in the in the movie but more but I think they I think, gi- she's, I think she's better they give the her book. they give us more to do and I think she is better in the in the movie but arguably probably not by much no. I want to spe- I want to specify I think I think Olivia Cook does a great job in this movie. Yeah, sure, and and I think my here's my like the the core of my problem with it is that there are two moments in this movie that really bother me because the thing that and I agree with you there's not a lot of good development for her in the book. I agree with that. I said character development sucks in the book, but in this, um, what bothers me is that she had this attitude of like I can do this. I'm doing this. I can win the the whole thing on my own. I don't trust anybody else to win it kind of thing. And in the film, there are two moments where she pushes Wade to go be the person who goes on and does something. I did have a problem with that, yes. I and I had a big problem with those moments. I didn't like when she she's like, you go ahead, I'm going to stay here and get caught by OI. I didn't like that. And I didn't like uh, at the end where she's like, you've got to go play adventure, I'm going to go fight Sorrento. Because yes. you're the chosen one, Wade, who needs to finish the thing and get the hunt. Like, that was that bothered me a lot. Yeah, like, yeah I would And a lot with, of that stems that. from the same problem of like just things were done to whittle down her independence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, I like the fact that she has something to do in the last act. I think she's. I think she's. I think what she does in the last act is a lot of fun. Um, I agree with that. I just don't think that. I think there was a way to still do that without her having to be like, "You go do it, Wade. I'll go do this." Yeah, I would agree with that. Up yes. until yeah, up until like she started like quote unquote fake like not loving being in a fake relationship with this dude. Yeah, like she was she was independent and she was like kicking his ass. Yes, and the, like she got the jade key with the changes with the changes that the movie makes from the book create movie problems. Exactly. It solves problems but creates different problems. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and it, sol- it, it, sol- it creates more it's problems. It's almost like it you, there's nothing you can do when you have these characters given to you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I mean, they, to be fair, I mean, we've established Ernest Klein is not a good writer. Yeah. And like he's, uh, and like the, the problems with this one is like a lot of the side characters are not well developed and the real world again is uh, not well developed. However, things are like, like, what she does in the in the movie is better, she, but she's not. She still has a little character development. Where and the real world is developed less, which I actually really appreciate because I because you just kind of like this. The world exists as the way it is, and you still see like police H, officers. H is like, better yeah. in the movie, I think. I think H is a I lot think better. H is in the awesome. Movie. H is a badass. I, think H is I super love funny. him in this movie. Yeah, I like I like it. I like H a lot. I, I um, like I liked her a lot. I like especially how they handled her review uh, reveal because it always sit, sit very poorly with me in the book when it was just like. Oh, H, I felt so so angry and shocked and all these emotions where it was just like, oh, okay, you're a girl now. What's up? Yeah. What's up? Yeah. I, I much preferred that. Just kind of gloss it over. And then I like when when uh, uh, 
Olivia. What the, what's her name? Uh, uh, Olivia Cook. Olivia Cook. Uh, Artemis. Sorry, when Artemis or Sam, Samantha meets uh, Helen for the first time, she's like, "Yeah, now you're expecting." She's like, "Well, I wasn't expecting like an old ass bus. You're, <laughs> you're cool. I don't know the, the mail. The I, mail truck. Yeah. I was yeah. expecting a postal vehicle. Damn." Yeah. Shadow uh, are still problems though. They're they're this the same in the book. They're just there to be action peoples. Yeah. I wish I wish that um that meeting H and meeting Sam was at least reversed. If you had to meet Sam before the end of the film, that they were reversed. Um because I think that there was if you are trying to put a message to, you know, the book or to the film of, you know, what it's like to meet someone after you know them online, I think meeting H leaves a greater impact first on Wade than meeting Artemis first. How do we feel about Og? Uh, Complete, like, uh, super uh, underutilized. underutilized. So underutilized. You know, that's that's that actually piggybacks to this whole thing. One of the reasons why I said that I would have preferred that he met Sam at the end is because I really liked the whole thing and why I don't like why they're all on Columbus. Uh, I really liked Og getting them together. I oh. really liked Og being this omnipotent person who was kind of looking after his friend's contest and bringing them to a safe place to do this. I thought that was really a strong choice in the book, and I didn't need the uh, racing through the streets getting hit in the vehicles in in replacement of that. I didn't need it. I would have rather seen Simon Pegg have brought them to his place and, and driven home the the connection to Kira through him as well. Yeah, I, fully, I, was, I was actually really hoping to see that, but at the same time as I'm watching this, I actually like how they did put Og as, hey, James Halliday lost his friend. It might be a throwaway line, but at the very end of the movie, um, Og does tell him, like, Jim never told me about his contest. I never knew about it. Whereas no, he, in the he book, says he never told me anything about his contest. Yeah, whereas in the book, he says, yeah, Jim came up to me right before he died and said, hey, just help, just keep an eye on this thing for me, okay? I think there's a lot of good moments with, with Simon Pegg where, he, mm-hmm. where he's like, I'm going to share it with my client. He's like, that's... That's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, and, and also, and of he, course, he he being the key. One more thing I wanted to touch on, though, because I it's something you brought up, um, where it was, I liked him a lot as the caretaker, the curator, the curator. Was, whatever. That's what I was about to say. Is yeah. that instead of him being the all powerful Og, he's instead the curator. Like when Parzival comes up, he's like, "Oh, Parzival, how are you going to waste my valuable such time today?" Just him being snarky. I never caught that when I first saw the movie, and then. And then when I and then of course when it's revealed at the end, and even when Wade gets the extra life quarter, I thought, that's his quarter. That's the extra life quarter, isn't it? Surprise, it was. And I thought, you know what? That's actually a good way to put Og into it, not as an all powerful in, invincible avatar, yeah. but as Avatar, just, as Steven Spielberg says. <gasps> I'm gonna say Avatar, I don't <laughs> care. But as a hey, I'm still keeping an eye on things, but I'm not as all powerful as you've seen. But I'm out in the open. I'm not hiding away, knocking over comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sparks, you sighed heavily. I I don't I didn't I liked him as the curator, but I didn't ultimately like the video library thing. So. Oh yeah, see, I really like that idea. I think, it, I think yeah, it's I, I heard, which yeah. is why I heard everybody else liked it, which is why I didn't say anything. That's so. cool, man. And I, I liked I liked how they 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 used Og. Um, but yes, he is. He is. I would like to see more. I, yeah. I see because the, uh, the the bit where they were the all po- great powerful Og or whatever it doesn't work for me in the book. Yeah. I I don't like how he magically brings them all together and blah 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 with all of his like oodles of money. I I don't care. Like, yeah. I I didn't care for that. Um, it's not it's not bad. It's just again poorly poorly developed. Whereas in this, I'm I. I mean, they do kind of quickly get to the end with like the gag about opening the doors and things, and he's that's and a he's good there. gag though. It's a good gag. Yeah, uh, I always like st- I always like visual Spielberg gags, yeah. honestly. But yeah, it's it's 
he's underutilized, but I like what they do with him. If that makes he's sense, he's only in the movie for like five, like at the end for like five ten minutes. But like, it's a powerful five ten minutes. He makes it powerful. Yeah, BT Dubs, Irock done so much better. Oh, in the hey movie. Sparks, you freaking, uh, you're totally right. I just make Irock a bad guy, and it works. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like him a lot. I I liked Irock a lot too. I thought it was a lot better to utilize him that way. I will say though, I don't think we needed. Uh, uh, Sorrento to have two right-hand mans, oh. one in the virtual world and one in the real world. Finale, and fa- finale uh, should not have been in the movie at she's all. Pointless, completely pointless. Yeah, it was a pointless. waste of time, and it, it felt like, well, we just want to have more female representation in this movie. Is That's Sor- what it felt like, is and Sorrento's it Sorrento's Avatar Superman? I think so. Uh, he's like evil Superman, or he's a CGI version of the villain from the Hey Arnold movie. I just saw him as I didn't see him as Superman. I just saw him as just some big suit who's all powerful or something. He looks a lot like an evil Superman. Sparks, yeah, will you will you finally answer my question about Mechagodzilla now? Sure. I thought I thought Mechagodzilla was really great. I was surprised to see it when it popped up in the little the little image before he created it. Yep. I th- I was I was like that's neat. I'm glad that they they went for that. And so, then to hear the music, I never thought I would I would watch a movie where I would say Alan Silvestri did score for Godzilla. But yeah. that that happened. Uh, so, which design of Mechagodzilla is that? Because I don't recognize it. It's its own. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's from the unreleased uh, Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla three in twenty twenty nine. Which, you. which uh, I think it goes back to my thing. It, Steven Spielberg is the first American director to uh, use Mechagodzilla in a movie. Dun, dun, dun. It's pretty. It pulls pretty heavily from the. Um, what's the, the name Showa of it? Hold era? on. Uh, no, from the, uh, the. Uh, Tokyo SOS version. <gasps> yeah, you're right. Tokyo. But also the like the, the finger finger missiles are, are definitely like the Showa era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's references to the others, but I mean, does, overall design wise, it looks the closest to the Tokyo SOS version. Yeah. So I'm just. Um, but it's but it's but it's honestly its own, which is probably how they were able to do it was to kind of create their own version. Sure. And Warner Brothers um, does currently have the rights to the Godzilla film, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought that I thought that it, it was really great to see. I thought that worked really well. I'm just I'm just gonna real quickly say I think one of the reasons listen you're either on board or you're not on board. Uh, the Iron Giant jot, uh, fought Mechagodzilla. What's the Iron Giant? The, uh, <laughs> the Iron Giant fought Mechagodzilla. That's just that's it's not something you you think you'd ever see, dude. Uh, and you maybe you don't even deserve to see it because it's so cool. But let me tell <laughs> you guys, to see it. it is too cool. <laughs> and like for all the bad stuff I don't like about this movie, there are certain scenes that just like will be in my memory for the rest of my life. Seeing it on a big screen. Like seeing seeing a bunch of like like a robot dude get uh, covered in uh, elevator blood from a forty year old movie. I never yeah, thought I would I'd see love that. I'd to dude. see how they recreated that. Scene. I yeah. was so happy to finally see a Mobile Suit Gundam Yo, on the big screen. That oh my god! Little subtitle in the bottom right. It's like dude, this just turned into an anime real quick. That made me so happy. Yeah, I n- you have no idea. It was well choreographed. And I gotta say, like I think uh, I know you were worried, and I was mildly worried. Like the end would just be a giant CJ battle. It was, but if. Goddamn Steven it's, Spielberg it's can able choreograph. To, it's able to focus on the bits that need that needs to focus on in a way that that the DC films haven't been able to not just, work out. Not I just feel. DC, like any Michael Bay, like all throughout this movie, like during the race, like how many times does the camera cut? Not often. You're seeing the entire race as it's supposed to be, not five second cuts every now and then, like Michael Bay. You see every action set piece how it's supposed to be seen perfectly, and and it, like the visual effects are just like. They're so good. Yeah. They spent so long. Like there's, not a, there's not a whole lot of mush effects. Yeah, I feel. like seeing King Kong jump from building to building, falling so through the track. And then, of course, when uh, Parzival realizes that Artemis isn't going to make the jump, pulls her off, and then guess what? Kong crushes her Akira bike. It's a good bike. I know. 
and ah, oh, just even the the T Rex, the final fight scene, even the Shining sequence was just all like Chucky, the best use of an F bomb this year. Yeah, I think so. I think it's one of the best uh, PG thirteen F bombs we've yeah, seen dude. in a while. It's- Chucky, oh, it's really good. And my, when I saw it the first time, my entire theater could not stop laughing. And and like like they what is it? Uh, first to the key, first to the egg. First, yeah, first to the key, first. And to then the egg. there's like a montage of like like three different groups. I'm like, oh, there's Spawn, and then there's the over- Overwatch Man, guy. When I saw Spawn, I was like, yeah, Spawn. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Cut. oh, the Street you Fighter. Yeah, you see the joust, you see the joust bird, you see the yeah. battle tilts, you see sadly the um, Bay Ninja Turtles, yeah. but you see all those guys dressed up as Master Chief going in. You see um, Sonic doing a homing attack very quickly, yeah. and of course even. When um, the final kickbox, the kickboxing, the final f- like the boss fight between Parzival and Sorrento, he blasts him with a Hadouken. Yeah, dude. Okay. Hadouken. Actually, Sparks, I want to ask you this uh, first. How did you feel about what Ben just said? All those references, the mush of references mm-hmm. that we get. Mm-hmm. You saw it with people who have not read the book. Like, how? What was the attitude from them? How, I think how did you liked it. How did you feel about that? Because I, I have an opinion on it, and I want to get yours first. Sometimes I was really down with it, and sometimes it felt a little too Where's Waldo for me. Sure. Um, boy, uh, there there were a lot that I thought were well-placed. There were some that I thought were ham-fisted. Um, yeah. Something that, uh, this kind of speaks to this, something that I couldn't figure out, and it took me a while, is uh, when the Iron Giant first showed up, I like when the Iron Giant was moving around and part of the battle and everything, I was excited to see the Iron Giant on the big screen again, but something felt hollow to me, and I couldn't figure out what it was for a really long time. Well, he is hollow. He's made of... And, I, and then I realized that the Iron Giant movie is all about him being a pacifist. And I'm watching him fight a bunch of dudes. And I realized that's why it didn't really hit the tone I wanted it to with the character, which made me realize that all of the references especially in the cgi battle are kind of like if you dumped out all your action figures and then started having them fight each other yeah and that's kind of what it's supposed to supposed to feel like and you're either on board with that or not and i and it's not that i wasn't on board with that it's just sometimes it didn't work for me that's exactly how i what i was going to say because there there are times where it's overload it's like it's like the kid who's got like a thousand dollars to spend on just action figures, and he bought he bought out a target fifty million. Yeah, two hundred fifty million. No, that's a good example actually. Yeah, much better. <laughs> two hundred fifty million to spend on action figures and just kind of like smash them together, and was just like, and then the Iron Giant shoot his eye lasers, and it's like you, I get that they're avatars. No, they're not the, actual characters. And that's my defense is this, and I, I get the Iron Giant's a pacifist, but that's not the Iron Giant, that's H. Mm-hmm. That's not the Iron Giant. No, I know, I know, I know. And I, but I, it, it was a feeling that I couldn't understand. That's, not a, that's fair, man. That's not a, that's it's, not a, it's not a criticism. I still like the Iron Giant in the movie, yeah. although I really don't like you shoving a Terminator 2 reference on top of a reference. <laughs> Dude, this, um, that, that's this entire movie. Like, I can't get over it. No, I know, that's, but that was... But that's the thing. That, that's the thing that I think he and I are, are getting at is that it's it's... At, at times, it's overwhelming with the references. I feel like we knew this going into this movie, though. That's what this movie is. No, I, I just because you're prepared for it doesn't mean it's no, not true. I, sh- I guess I just like I, I was like, oh, they're gonna do a reference every five minutes, and like, no, I, no, no, I, no, 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 no. Look, the, the, the feeling is like it's, it's cool to see the things. It's cool when they're utilized well, but when you get a moment where the Iron Giant is falling into the lava, and like before he falls into the lava, you have people in your row already eye rolling because they know he's gonna do the thumbs up. Yeah. That's when it's a little like, uh, you want to try to avoid you know, that part. 
yeah, that's that's the feeling I'm talking about. The part where you get the eye roll over the reference. Oh, that's well, so, that's I must fair. be in the minority because I absolutely loved that, and my entire theater when I saw it the first time loved it. I saw it. Yeah, I I saw it with a, a half crowded opening night theater. Yeah. And, and but also that's the that's our that was the demographic. Yeah, everyone now, loved it. Yeah. Now I saw this movie because I knew there was gonna go in with references. Um, I went with. I think it's it. Look, we everyone knew everyone, there was references. Everyone knew, but I was the only one in my group who read the book. After the movie was over, my one of my buddies and my girlfriend were asking me, hey, how was this different from the book? And I would yeah, tell them. Mine too. But when we were watching it, like this. One question was, what are the stacks? <laughs> yeah. But then it was like, even though the on the Terminator reference, I was like, oh, that I thought that was funny. I mean, yeah, the only time where I thought it was a hand fist is like, we see the Arkham Knight. That was a good one. But we see Harley Quinn three or four times and a Joker a few times. I'm like okay, the, yeah. The funniest reference I think I just want to bring it up as I really, I really like the the Goro gag with the, oh, with that. the chest burster. I absolutely with her. love and that. And then the yeah, I I like I truthfully I like that gag yeah. a lot. I thought that was really funny. that was that was a fun one. Yeah, Clark, I even Clark caught, Kent glasses. Yeah, I, saw, I like that too. But I even caught the Blade Runner reference. I'm probably the only one who that was caught a cool one. Yeah, in my first group, I'm the only one who caught that because I'm sitting there going, "That's Blade Runner right yeah. there," but I. You got it. You got what it. I'm trying to say <laughs> is that this movie was made for me. The book was written for me. It's been established on the show. I love this movie. I absolutely love this movie. And other people might say, yeah, I get some people won't get the references, but God damn, every time I, I, this is a movie that I'm willing to watch again and again and again just so I can try and find every single one of those Easter eggs, yeah. every single reference I can get, I'm a happy man. And so I, it's not like this is a movie that gets annualized every year like 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 a, like a Transformers like you can't like you're not we're not gonna get uh, a million references like once a year like this is kind of like a once once in a quote unquote lifetime movie because it's based off a book like mm-hmm. so that's why I'm allowing like this movie to be as stupid as it is because you know what man sometimes it's okay for a giant robot to fight a giant Mechagodzilla it's I would okay. I would have liked I think the film, you know, it, cha- it it tones down the stakes to a more believable level. Uh, it cho- it, to- it ma- makes the tone a little bit more light lighthearted. Yeah. Um, and I think that really works in its favor. Uh, but you you still want to get you still want to try and be, I think because of that you want to try and go more satirical, with it a lot of Starship the time. Starship Troopers. Well, you, he, nobody can be Paul Verhoeven. <laughs> no. Verhoeven. Yeah. But um, I I think and I think at times he does do something satirical with it. But there are times where it's just like. I'm gonna do this for the lols, and you're yeah. just like, eh, maybe you should, maybe you should have skipped that. I mean, one. like, like, like I've been watching a bunch of interviews because, like, to try to get a read on like Steven Spielberg because, like, this isn't a movie you think he'd ever make. Like, he's an old dude. Like, no, like, is this like? But it feels very Spielberg. It is. It feels it's very Spielberg exactly. And like, people don't re- realize that dude's a freaking nerd. The dude helped make video games like Boom Blocks. Like he had like a he made his own little video stu- video game studio for a little bit. Like that dude's a hardcore nerd. So like I I think he would be total. He wouldn't put something in this movie if he wasn't cool with it. You know what I mean? Like so like it's not. I'm saying if Spielberg gives it a pass, I give it a pass. I'm but like I'm okay with a lot of things in this movie because that's what the movie is. It's references a million. I'm I. That's what we got. Same here. One of the things I do love about this movie more than the book is that they kept Dido alive. I mean, not his avatar, obviously, but the person himself. I think he died awesome in this movie, too. Especially, like, where he flips him off and says, first to the egg, and then, of course, he just gets atomic breath to death, which I'm thinking, you know what, that's a lot better way like, than he went out. I like that change in in the movie, where they made it more like uh, survival games now, where if your character dies, you lose everything. Like yes. in Rust or H, uh, H1Z1, those kind of games. Yeah, and also, another thing that we really haven't touched on is how they, char- how they I want to say, humanized Alice a little bit better. Because in the book, it was just, she was just... Uh, she has a, her and her shitty boyfriend, yeah. I mean, the, they made the boyfriend more fleshed out, not just a throwaway character. 
And in, and Alice, she's like she's a little giving, but at the same time, she's like she doesn't take any. You shit. know what it is? I real I realize what it is. It's a it's a Spielberg trope. I was gonna probably. Oh say, really? Yeah. The the Spielberg always has uh, horrible dads. Yeah. In his movies, uh, a lot of the times the movies deal with like the dads kind of get you know uh, reconnecting with their kids E.T. because he never his father was old, he he never was really close to his father mm. so i think the change was more was less so uh maybe don't make the aunt a raging bitch yeah. but maybe make, the, make because, the boyfriend an asshole because i'm because i have daddy issues make the boyfriend it's just an asshole. it's yeah. just to show why he needs to escape into the oasis more that's all it is yeah but i actually like that change i like how um they meet artemis and truthfully the, you said alice i was like who yeah. <laughs> Alice, yeah. And I like how Wade is like rushing trying to get Aunt Alice to get out of the um the building before it comes crashing down. Also, he uh, just like the book, like he barely barely says anything after she's dead. Yeah. yeah. Like I think he says like, "Oh, you killed my mother's sister." Like uh-huh. that was a terrible weird line. way to yeah, say that. That's what took me out of the movie. I'm like, yeah. "Who says that?" What? I even no, had to Especially the way he delivered it. Oh man. Okay. That's bad. Uh Ty Sheridan is blander than bland. Yeah, I I don't think he's and, very good. And I really wish that uh Brandon will get this. Uh, I really wish that Nick Robinson had played Wade. Now that I saw Love Simon, he's the lead oh, in Love yeah. Simon. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. Oh and I would have yes. liked, I would have liked Wade a lot better. I found him incredibly unlikable in this movie, especially with that opening scene where he's just straight up ignores the old lady at the bottom of the stacks. His best friend in the book. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, he's just like she has some sweet tattoos. Flat out doesn't look at her, doesn't acknowledge her. He's just like, like, hey, Mrs. Whatever. Gilmore. Yeah, he hey, doesn't. Wait, even, don't be such it, an asshole. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, you are a really unlikable dude." Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I had trouble in the first hour of the film believing that Parzival and Wade were the same character because it <laughs> they did a better job making Ty Sheridan emote as an avatar than he can in real I, life. Yes. 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 yes, yes. I, uh, yeah, anytime Wade was not Parzival, I'm like, eh, whatever. Uh, I, I, I'm not. This is not me defending Ty Sheridan at all. Like, I don't think he's great, but like, he's so unhappy in the real world. Maybe he's just like, he's like down in the glumps. Like, hey, I don't care about this until he gets to his real self. Maybe yeah, his real his real avatar. No, I wanna I wanna start I wanna start wrapping up. Wrap uh, it up because we're getting a little long. Uh, but I, w- I really quickly wanted to touch on how we thought about Sorrento. Uh, because I like that instead of IOI being a horrible corporation, it's just kind of him being an asshole. Yeah. I, I think I prefer that. And that goes to, I, I think the stakes are more believable in this film because it's just kind of him doing this doing this sort of thing. My problem is he's less, uh, he's less, um, he's not as, he's not as, uh, 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 what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, he's not as good as he is in the books. Like he's not as, he doesn't achieve as much. Like he's much more of a doofus in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's much more, like he accomplishes so much more in the book. Like he's an actual threat. Whereas here I kind of feel like he's just kind of like, like the corporate doofus. Sure. You know I mean? yeah. And I still like him. Like I'm saying, like the changes are good, but I would have preferred like the harder edge. Like I can actually get the shit done myself, mm-hmm. Sorrento. Uh, but I think Ben Mendelsohn and his fake teeth are great. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought ben when Mendelsohn he got rich did, and he got those fake teeth, and I'm like, oh, that's great. That's a good touch. <laughs> what did you say, Sparks? We couldn't hear you. Uh, I thought Sorrento uh, being played by Mendelsohn was a really good choice. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. Uh, convincing American accent, yes, no. Yeah, I think I thought so. I thought I thought that was a really good twist on the hacking thing to have it be hacking his rig. I did enjoy that. That is cool. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Also, I just love his password. Bossman Boss sixty nine. Bossman sixty nine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He. Yeah. He's. Um. But again, it's 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 it, what works for me is the Spielberg tone. Yeah. 
Um, this is this is a movie that Spielberg kind of hasn't done a lot of recently. Uh, I I told you uh, uh, right in the car, but um, so many finger guns. I'm all about the guns, baby. Um, Spielberg in an interview said Spielberg said recently, uh, the last couple movies he's directed, he's been behind the director's chair, like The Post and what and Lincoln and all these other boring ass movies I don't care about. Sorry, Post. Post is really good. I know, yeah. Uh, but he was like, when I was making this movie, I was I was filming it from the audience's perspective, because like I he hasn't made one of those movies in a while, and he even admitted that. Uh, and this feels like classic Spielberg, except maybe less good character. Work. Let, let's be clear: this is not going to become a classic Spielberg movie. No, what I mean is like you—you you can tell this is a Spielberg movie. Yes, is what I mean. Yes, I—I yeah. I really didn't like the moment when Sorrento's walking up to the truck and everybody's just letting him. He's got a gun, man. I don't care. Oh, I There's a, so many people there. It's ridiculous that they're all just standing in opposition to him. But we'll part the Red Seas for you to get to the truck. Okay, I I will I I will agree with you. I will counter that. But when he opens the thing and he sees that Wade has the egg, he actually like gives a little smile. Yeah, he's like, and he's like, okay. oh okay, and he just like gives up. Like I I I like that moment. Yeah, his little baby smile. Um, should we get into final thoughts? Yeah, okay. Sparks, you good with that? Yeah, I guess so. No, anything real quick, real quick. Anything else? Uh, just real that that's on your head. I I can I can probably put it all into final thoughts because it's not it's not something anybody's gonna want to really sure. discuss with me. So um, all right, well Ben, Psh, fine, good. Ben, you first. Let's get let's, let's Sparks uh, accumulate everything. <laughs> ben, I love this movie. I honest to God love this movie. I love the book. I love this movie. I think you've you've established that. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and I could hear Sparks going. Psh, we know. No, no, that's not what that what that was. Oh. No, I was I was doing something else. Okay. <laughs> no, it had nothing to do with you. I, I, like again, I know I'm being negative, but I have to stress yeah. I don't dislike this movie. I, don't. I, I know, yeah. I know. I mean, we all, we all, we all like this movie, and I know we have negatives. I mean, I have negatives, but I'm not here for all that stuff. Oh, the real world, the love story it has to be there because it's in the book. I'm here for the oasis. I'm here for the spectacle. I'm here for the visuals, and I got everything in fucking spades. There you all go. Right, there's our one f bomb. Sorry, Chucky. Sorry. <laughs> I was actually saying for Chucky, but I was like, no. Th- <laughs> but I just got it. I got everything I wanted. I left happy. I could see this movie probably another time and still leave with a big smile on my face. Ryan? Uh, I, I I agree with you, Ben. Um, uh, oh, big surprise. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, um, like, <laughs> like be- uh, this is going to sound like cheap, but like because because of the type of movie that this is, like you're either down for it or you're not. Like, yeah. Like I can't see someone like getting halfway through the movie and being cool with it, and then this one reference comes up. I'm going, wait a minute, not down, because like then it's like that's not fair. That's being hypocrites yeah, or everything else involved. Yeah, Ryan, you and I are we love retro '80s yeah. video games. So yeah. for us, this is like, ha. Huh. Uh, Let him finish. I didn't. I now I wouldn't say I absolutely loved it, but the the good aspects, much like uh, in most of my reviews, like these good aspects outweigh the bad aspects. Like I can fast forward through some shitty Wade Artemis dialogue to get through the, one of the coolest race scenes I've ever seen in my life. If that race were the finale of the movie, I would have been happy. That's how good that race is, dude. And it ends with just to do plain arcade games, which is kind of what I wanted. In I was scared wouldn't happen in this movie, and it did. The finale of this awesome two hundred million dollar movie is a dude playing an old school video game. That doesn't ever happen. I I like this movie quite a lot. A sweet moment. Oh, uh, rated. Jesus, uh, ratings. Rated. Oh, what? Sorry. Are you th- I always forget about that. Oh, easy eight. Okay. Oh, you love it. I thought you were gonna give it like a billion. No, 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 no. It does. I, have I some... also give it an eight. an eight. Yeah. It's got problems. It's not Sparks, perfect. Sparks, your turn. Um, okay. So just rushing through my things. Right I, I didn't like. I didn't like that it had that the Oasis had such a muted color palette. I didn't love I that. With that. 
Uh, I thought the third act was Hopefully way too long. I don't love the truck sequence. Which I thought the shine, truck sequence. the truck sequence with them bumping that that kind of has to do with finale being useless. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Uh, the the shining sequence is one of the best. I think it was one of the only times where I felt there was a real genuine attempt at communicating the idea of what pop pop culture can imprint onto our psyches, and I really like that. I yeah. wish there had been a little more of that in in regards to the references. That's how I wish they were executed more often. Nicely said. Um. I had a really weird vibe with the ending uh, because of the forcing two day a week shutdown of the Oasis. Like that's good enough to help repair damage uh, done in the real world, get people to oh. go out there and really take things going on seriously. Oh, super um, quick, yeah. I think the ending's bad. It just ends. Just not like a real good. Yeah, ending. I really, I really ends. didn't like. I really didn't like that. I thought the ending was really, really bad. Like the ending shot. Um, it, the film on a whole only teases with the ideas of, of nostalgia impact and corporatism or or living life online, and it doesn't uh, go the distance with them that I want it to. Um, and, and really in regards to the ending, uh, yeah, that two days a week thing, it's just Wade just got the, the kind of money he could affect real change to change the world. Like this, we talked about when we talked about the book, like how it doesn't really know what it's trying to say or its message. And I felt like the movie really just missed it because, and I had to look this up, but, but I thought that the book's last line is what was needed at the end of the movie. Um, the, the quote is, it occurred to me then that for the first time in as long as I could remember, I had absolutely no desire to log back into the Oasis. And the fact that that kind of idea was missing from the film didn't sit right with me uh, as far as a whole. So I, agree with you guys pretty much on everything i think that the visual references and all of that is done really well and if you're looking for the visual fun adventure and you love and you you're just going for all those references and everything then yeah it's a great film but as far as like character and story uh i find it kind of kind of dumb yep what would you rate it i'd still rate it an eight no interesting i'd rate it a 7.5 that's about unacceptable that's what i thought you were gonna (laughs) you were gonna land um yeah i Felt the same way about the color palette. Uh, you know, one of my biggest things about movies is to have color palettes. And I felt like the Oasis should have had a brighter color palette, it, it especially was, with it, Warner Brothers movies. As it of was like, the damn. brightest during the very beginning of when you see all the like the vacation spot, the Minecraft spot. Like, oh, and, why? Then, it, and then it mutes. Yeah, I'm like, oh, we're just gonna go to Planet Doom all day. Um, yeah, and it, the fact that it does just kind of end with that with that ending monologue just it's weird. It doesn't sit well. It's just kind of rushed, and I think it has more to do with what what Sparks was saying. So where Steven Spielberg is like, oh my, <laughs> I have a really long third act. Let's quickly get to the end. All right, we're at two twenty. Let's get to the end. I know we said it already, but I actually really really like Olivia Cook in this movie. Yeah, I think she's super yeah, she's, charismatic, and I'm really excited to see more of her. Yeah, I think I, a lot of the cast is great outside of Ty Sheridan. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, I, I would agree, how I would agree with that. Like the lead, how is he like Cyclops? How did this happen? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, it's it's kind of crazy. Uh, but I, I, feel like I do want to say, like, because I, I took on all the negatives because I knew you guys weren't saying it. I, I have positives, but you guys were covering them. But I did like the movie. So that that You're, I just had to put my balance. negatives out there because I was I was uh, I knew I was the only one who had these issues. No, man, it's fair <laughs> and balanced. Like Fox News. All right. Well, Brandon, what'd you read it? I wasn't done with my final thoughts. Yeah, where are your final Keep thoughts? Keep going, Brandon? baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> you guys just kept running over me. So, um, yeah, let me talk about Monster Hunter real quick. Stop. Uh, Go ahead. Ben, I, I'm sorry for every single time I've interrupted you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No. Uh, it, look, it's a fun It's a fun film. It, it's, it's, it's much more visually interesting than the book. I liked it a lot better than I liked the book. But you know what? At the end of the day, it does the problems that it fixed with the book, much more, more along the lines of stories, uh, you end up with film-related problems. And much like modern-day blockbusters, there are many. And honestly, so I would, I would probably, 
you know, out of enjoyment alone, I think I would go an eight, an eight out of out of ten. Yeah, um, but I, I think probably if the critic in me were to were to be a little bit more harsh, I, I'd probably say seven, seven yeah. or seven point five. So I'll, I think I'll, I'm comfortable with an eight um, on this right. one. Question for all of you: no. What do you prefer, the book or the movie? The movie. The movie, hands down. Well, first of all, the reading the book took me like forever, so I'd rather just watch a two-hour movie. What about you, Sparks? <laughs> um, I like the story in the book better, but I like the fun of the movie more. I will say, yeah. despite how being... So there isn't really one I prefer over the other. Uh, despite being very different, uh, I think it keeps the core like sentiment of what like the book is about. Like, m- m- for the most part. For the most part. I know you disagree, uh, Sparks, a little bit, but like I think... I think of like going on the quest, knowing about Halliday, doing these keys, uh, like oh, don't spend so much time in in the real world. I think they got that across enough where I can believe it. You see, I, I actually, oh, sorry, Sparks. Go I ahead. think I, I think that they both uh, they both fail to realize their full potential of the concept. Oh, one billion percent. Yes. Yeah, I feel I like the quest more in the book, but I love the spectacle of the movie more. All right, uh, shall we get into our book club? Yes. Yes. Time now. For Ben Magnet, take yep. it away. So, there's a person on this podcast by the name of Ryan James Eliopoulos. Who, me? Couldn't be. Yeah, you. And you, good sir, would not stop gushing about a little book written by the amazingly talented Brian Michael Bendis. Oh, I hear he works for DC now, that traitor. <laughs> <laughs> as, you, as, as you have two um, uh, DC tattoos on your body. Yeah, you literally texted us being, Brent, Bendis, come back. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You would not stop talking about one of your favorite, two favorite Marvel characters essentially fusing into one. No Porter earrings, no fusion dance, just a sweet book. Mm-hmm. And that book, I've been wanting to read for the longest time. I finally did Infamous Iron Man, and holy but Jesus, Ryan, you are correct. Yeah, I know. It's very good. Yeah, I know. I liked it a lot. I, I think know. very good is an understatement. This I think book that book's, is I, I think, unfortunately, the second volume is, like, really good, but this first volume is, like, super dope, too. I really like it. Yeah, we're only talking about the first volume, which collects issues one through six, and holy shit. No. I never, never would have looked at Doc. I can never, I don't think I could look at Dr. Doom the same way ever again. Yeah. Um. So, before we get into the actual book, uh, we have to preface by uh, Dr. Doom uh, became a mildly good guy in Invincible Iron Man, which is about a year or two ago. Uh, and he started helping Tony Stark just be a nice guy for no real reason. Like, everyone's like, Doom, what the hell are you doing here? I don't want to be your friend. Uh, but he kept showing up, and now uh, Tony Stark might be dead or in a battle coma or some bullshit from Civil War II. Whatever it Stupid is. Stupid stuff. Whatever. Uh, so, he's like, yo, someone's got to be Iron Man. I'll be Iron Man. And then Doctor Doom, what? No, and then of course the electronic um, essence of Tony. Oh, the is, AI. Yeah, the AI is like, please leave, please say leave. Please yeah, he, say does, leave. he doesn't like it. He doesn't like, like it. I know yeah. what I have to do. Please say leave. Please say leave. Yeah. Please say leave. I must become Iron Man. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> He's like, no. Uh, so a lot of these issues uh, just feature like uh, one features uh, the thing. Oh, I love H- the thing. Hunting down uh, Doctor Doom because you know, the thing hates him. You know, Doctor Doom was always one of those characters when I was growing up. I knew about him, but I never really cared for him. I never cared to look into his backstory. I only knew was that he had a cool name, Doctor Doom. That's a badass name. I, you know, I truthfully believe that the first time I ever read Doctor Doom in a comic was Secret Wars. Y- me too. Really? Actually. I cannot recall. That is like the top of the top of good Doctor Doom writing. So you hit you ultimate, hit- ultimate Fantastic Four, Brandon. You're right. Okay, there you go. You're right. Okay. I think the only t- the first time I was actually introduced to Doctor Doom was in Marvel vs. Capcom. That's totally fair. Um, so yeah, this this streak of Doctor Doom turning from being just a straight uh, megalomaniac evil guy started with Hickman in Fantastic Four. So Doom has slowly been working his way towards where he is now. 
Uh, but I've read this book a thousand times, so why don't you guys talk about it? I love how Doom uses the Iron Man suit. He uses the technology and the magic. But also what I love is and that And his he, cape just keeps appearing and disappearing yes, at will. So He's just magical. Like, yeah, but here's the thing. He goes after a tinkerer. Yep. The tinkerer, right? Yep. He goes after the tinkerer, and they're like, oh, God, the rumors were true. You did go straight. And Dr. Doom just goes, boom. He yep. just messes him up. Yep, he's just he's going. Oh, I like when the, when, he's, when the kids are about to be attacked, he's like, sorry, this protecting others yeah. is new to me. Yeah. Like, these kids are about to die, and Dr. Doom teleports away, and the kids are like, oh. So Doom has to come back and go, sorry, I forgot I'm protecting people now. My, yeah. my bad. <laughs> and now, Ryan, you would tell me off mic, of course, like, how much, how Dr. Doom has a thing about his mother. Like, we read Emperor Doom. Which... I did an entire podcast interview with a comic book nerd about yes, Dr. Doom. About yes, Dr. Doom. Oh, yeah. And also, you had us read Emperor Doom, which... Oh my god, that book was That's amazing. That's some crazy nonsense, yeah. Yeah, where he's like, you fooled me again, Richards. Yeah, dude. But then when his mother comes up and says, because now I am proud of you, I that just clicked, and then Doom just like blasts her with a beam. Yeah. I'm sitting there going... Oh shit! Doom, that's son. why I, I love this book. Doom spent his whole life trying to get his mother back from from hell. Um, he does it, and she, and even when like she, he's like successful, she doesn't want him because he's a monster. So like now that he's actually being a good guy, like she's like Victor, I've never come to you because I've always been disappointed in you because you're a monster. But I love you now. You're you should be the sorcerer supreme. You should be the king of this world now. You're I, ha- when he says when he says you should be the sorcerer supreme. I'm not entirely convinced. I'm not. Yeah, I love yeah. that line. And uh, and 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 she's like, you're finally the person I thought you should be. But then it turns out maybe there's some ultimate shenanigans happening. She's Ooh. she's uh, dating ultimate Reed Richards, mm-hmm. aka yeah. the Maker. Yeah, Who's dude? a dick. And uh, oh, man, is do you see do you see him talking to the thing as like he tries to pretend to be Reed or is that issue six? I think that's issue six. Yeah, you missed it, man. It's so good. Oh, I had a snafu. Just no, to it's exp- fine. It's fine. Just to explain to the audience, I had a snafu where I had assumed that m- like most Marvel books, they collected one through five. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't read the sixth issue. Yeah. And I missed that's out. That's totally fine. Yeah. One of the things I love is the beginning. Because the beginning, you see Doctor Doom, you see Emma Frost, and you see this other guy who's I can't oh, remember. Uh, the Cabal. Cabal. Yeah, uh, 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 Robbie Raymond, aka the Hood, mm-hmm. but, Got he's, but he's just blabbering about how much he loves Doom, and just Doom is just sitting there silent, and then he blasts him, and then of course, um, I think did it was, you kill him? No, no, I just ban- I just banished him. Somewhere. I banished him to Siberia, whatever. He'll, He'll make his way back. <laughs> He'll figure it out. Yeah. And then they're like, "Are you serious about this, Doom?" He's like, "Yeah, he's he's not dead. I didn't kill him." Yeah. Uh, but, Sparks, do you have anything yo. to say? You've been silent. Yeah, well, I mean, it was Bendis, it was gold, so I was going to let right. you guys just. Um, I I really enjoyed. Uh, this is the first time that I've ever read Doctor Doom as James Marsters, so that was interesting. Oh my god, he looks a lot like him, dude. That would be such good casting. You're right. Yeah, I've never read him as James Marsters before, but I did this <laughs> time, and I was like, wow, that's really interesting. I've never pictured that, but this is cool. Um, wow, all right, I love it. Yeah, I really like that. I really like uh, a lot of the you know, clearly Bendis kind of humor, um, especially around Bendis the thing. dialogue bubbles, which are just yeah. like yeah. I'm, uh, yeah, the, the one where he's in Latveria, what was my favorite? It was the one where he's in Latveria, and Ben's like, uh, I'm about to eat this building and poop it out while you watch. Where's <laughs> yes. Doom? Yes. <laughs> no, what I love is when um, Doom confronts the generals, like, you should have put this one lady I told you to put in power by the second week, You by the second day, oh, yeah. There's, and you yeah. didn't. Why? So yeah, uh, so Doom obviously is the is the ruler of a country, but he left. So he left it in charge of some like some some general, and a general is not doing good things. So Doom comes back and is like, "Yo, dude, what did I tell you? Why aren't you listening to me?" 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need to listen to Doctor Doom. Yeah, he's just like I, you know, I told you to do this. Like, you're, you're not here. What do you want me to do? I'm doing the best I can. Like, he's like do what I told you. Yeah. Um, Brian, what's the lady's name? Amari? Yeah, that one. So she, oh man, this poor girl. So Tony Stark got her involved in his life in Invincible Iron Man, and she's like, I don't want to deal with you, Tony. Get out of my life. Doom comes in here, and she's like, Victor, get out of my life. Why are all these superheroes invading my life? When she, she just wants to leave, get when, left alone. When the thing and Doctor Doom like destroy her house. God, that and poor she's girl. Like, I'm sorry for that. My house. Yeah. I'm sorry for your things. My all my things. And like, just leave me alone. Fine. Um, he and like, doesn't learn. And he, she like loses her job because yep. because of it. It's really but, tragic. And the yeah, thing dude. is, Doom's like, "Hey, I'm sorry about that. Oh, that's all my things." He's like, "Don't worry, I'll fix it." He's like, "She's like, no, it's not the point. Get get away from me." Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> he's he does the thing that like I feel like Wade Watts would do. He's like, "I'm trying to show you that I'm like a cool guy. I'm like a cool nice guy, but like you'll eventually get into me." And I'm like, "Doom, just leave her alone, dude. You are a mass murderer. Not everyone's gonna get over it that easy." Yeah. I mean, that's why lo- I like this book so much. It's, it's funny because a lot of people, us included, we always talk about how, like, when we see movies, um, like was like, or like the Darth Vader book, we're scared to see a, one of our favorite villains turn into a hero. Whereas this is exactly what's going on. Yeah. However, it is being done right in a way that you still can tell he has his evil tendencies and he's trying to fix it because. For it's, it's, some it's, reason, I I really like it because he he takes the mantle of tone of Iron Man and Tony Stark is a very very flawed person who's trying to correct his past and that's exactly what Victor's doing and he respects he even says in the book he respects Tony Stark so much for what he did and what he was able to do with his genius and he's like I'm I messed up I should have been doing this a long time ago and like there's nothing I can do more than what I'm trying to do now. It was his hatred of Reed that really drove yeah. him over the and edge. that's why yeah. man that that six issue man it's it's all about a flashback between him and Reed and the but, thing and like he realizes like the people who really cared about him were his enemies and like he it's like it's like a revelation to him mm-hmm. like when reed is constantly talking and then he looks to richard and says like when you said earlier be gone richards yeah and then ben Grimm is like dude reed just let me punch this guy out for you come yeah. on and ben, and richard's like no 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 no, he's cool he's cool yeah like reed, reed's trying to help him with something and doom is just too arrogant to let him help and then that's the reason that his face gets exploded because he didn't let reed fix his problems yeah and doom's too arrogant to let anyone help him and he realizes now as an adult and he's like the only people who, who have ever cared about me they're dead now I'm not gonna lie. After reading this, I really want to see Doctor Doom in the MCU as Infamous Iron Man. It's probably that's never like, that's gonna, like twenty years. It's probably never gonna happen. But if it does, even as an animated movie, I'll probably be happy. Yeah. Sparks. I mean, I, I'd really like to see Doctor Doom in the movies at all and evolve to this point. This is this is one of my favorite things I've ever seen done with Doctor Doom, and I, I'm all about comics making like lasting changes to a character and i'm i'm really into this idea of dr doom kind of evolving in this direction it makes a lot of sense and i hope that they don't ever really backpedal on it too hard it's it's he might it's it's in two and one right now he's still a good guy but like there's shades of like i'm not getting anything done so what's i'm not saying i'm not saying like he can't i'm not saying he can't be a villain again but i am saying it should be a different kind of villain than the one he was before yeah that's true. Yeah, and I hope that, that I hope that this lasting I hope that this lasting change has that effect. Like I, I'm totally cool if you want to go back to like Secret Wars, Doctor Doom. Where he's like, I have to save the universe because no one else is good enough. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea of him kind of becoming a. Um, like I said, I like Lex Luthor kind of when he he walks the line. He could be a good guy, but his hatred of Superman yes. is what drove drives him over the edge. Yeah, uh, I would like to see kind of like like that become more of a like the Fantastic Four coming back. I yeah. think probably. To see him begrudgingly team up with Reed because he still hates Reed. And that's what I'm really curious about because, like, at this point right now, like, with Marvel 2 and 1 and stuff, like, like 
uh, Doom is fully on board, like being homies with these guys, but yeah. like they're dead. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh, it's really curious to see where the direction is going because it's it's really exciting time for Doctor Doom. Yeah. For Iron Man. I'm just glad they brought Doctor Doom into this new role. Thank Bendis, dude. Bendis, he he handcrafted all of this since uh, Invincible Iron Man like two years ago. Kimmy, I bought Secret Invasion just because it had his name on it. And yeah. I still, I mean, I haven't read it yet, but it's on my list. Ooh. He's not a squirrel. Spoilers. <laughs> Uh, anything else you guys want to add? It sounds like we're. we're oh my God, Doctor Doom! Um, down. If, Infamous Iron Man is amazing. You should totally read it. It's worth all the hype. Uh, yeah, a- anyone who who writes Doctor Doom well uh, is a, he's a good friend of mine. Good friend of mine. Sparks. Yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. I thought this was a really solid take on on Doom. All right, well, Ryan, it's your book club next next hey week. Guys. What is it? Well, first of all, Happy Easter. My book club is called Punk Rock Jesus. All right. It's about a science company who clones Jesus for money. It's what? awesome. Yeah, you heard me. And uh, spoiler alert: he runs away and he joins a rock band. He cl- and he tours the U.S. as Jesus in a rock band. Are we reading the full series? It's only six issues. Okay. So yes. Um, it's uh, I have the deluxe hardcover and I have the six individual issues that started in 2011. This is one of my top ten books of all time. Uh, I've been waiting for a good moment where I'm like, there's nothing else I really want to do. Uh, so here's one of my favorite ones. Uh. It's not for everyone. It's by Sean Murphy, who did uh, Batman White Knight. He did Chrononauts. Uh, he's really great. Uh, it's a weird, weird book. Uh, and if you're uh, not religious, or excuse me, if you are religious, don't read it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, as far as uh, next week goes, we're going to be talking about... Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, we have an interview next week. Yeah, boy. With the artist of um, Batman... Uh, oh, I'm lost. <laughs> In my mind. Batman lost? <laughs> no. Nope. Are, are you saying you lost in space? Yeah, probably. Oh, danger. No, next week we're going to have an interview with J.K. Woodward, who's <laughs> the artist uh, and kind of co-plotter of um, Star Trek The Next Generation Mirror Broken, which Heck was yeah. a, a sex issue miniseries. Of Is the that the man who draws sexy Rip Picard? Yes. Hell yeah. Uh, who brought The Next Generation to the uh, Mirror Universe. Uh, if you're a Star Trek fan, you know what that means. If you're not, well, I'm sorry. Oh, you're missing of, some cool stuff. By the way, Brian, speaking of Star Trek, during a uh, Ray Player One, James Holiday's funeral with all the Star Trek. My stuff. funeral, yes. I yeah. Was about to say. yeah. <laughs> yes, that's I Brett, know. That's your funeral, buddy. I turned to my friend. I was like, my funeral. <laughs> um, also, out right now is our book club special. If you have not listened to it, it's still up there on our feed. It'll probably be forever. I don't take anything off. Uh, it's up there on our feed. If you want to know what we thought more about the book, uh, Ready Player One, check it out. Uh, until next week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We always appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, thank you to Jeremy Vellucci, who does our music. And uh, as we ramp up to episode 100, hopefully more things. That's come so soon. By that, I mean like three and a half months. Yeah. We're, we're getting there. Yeah. Uh, it'll happen sooner than you think. You can find him on Instagram at JV Jabberwalk. Uh, he, he does our theme music, but also does a podcast. I almost said a TV show. A podcast. Called Suburban Proctologist. It's very funny, guys. Latest episode is up now. It's like a funny ra- uh, radio show. It's great. Yeah, it's really funny. Uh, check it out, please, at facebook.com slash suburban proctologist official, Instagram at subproc podcast. Uh, also on iTunes, uh, I cannot stress how funny it is. Uh, and that is not just me saying it because I also friend. agree. And I don't know him very well. We're, we're Facebook friends. Yeah. But it's a really funny show. Uh, thank you to Louis Barreto for our logo. Uh, possibly a new logo coming soon. Stay tuned. <gasps> oh. Uh, you can find him at Lens for Eyes. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. At fa- no, don't touch us. No? No, don't Just touch kidding. Us. Go in go touch go. with us. Sorry, go ahead, Brandon. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Fake Nerd Podcast. Fake Nerd guys at gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch with us personally. Uh, I am at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben, ben is... Ben Magnet 27 for both Instagram and Twitter. Ryan? DJ Tony Snark at everything. 
Sparks. Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Rate and review wherever you get us. Uh, we'd love to hear from us. Nothing helps more than an iTunes review. Five star, five star, five star. Tell your friends. Uh, we'd love to know who's listening. Until next week, guys. Thanks, John, for the comment about Ready Player One. Thanks, John. Sorry, it was too long. Was yeah. it? Well, it's John's very long. John's a John's a friend of mine. Oh, I saw I that. Think he's going to be bothered. I was that was long. You're right. That was a good. It was a good read. That was a long one. Yeah. Until next week, guys. Hey Ben. First to the key. First to the egg. <laughs> <laughs>